Hey everybody, welcome to the new and improved relaunch of the Rewritten Rules, a sports podcast. I'm your host, Yag, aka YJ, and we're finally excited to bring you episode one. It's been a minute, but we're back, and I would like to thank, before we go any further, Jeff Fenner and the Rewritten Rules crew back in Michigan for pioneering this thing here and creating this platform. And my goal is to come out here and keep the legacy they built going. So shout out to you guys. So on this podcast, we're going to talk about sports, obviously, but we're going to talk about all things in the sports world. And we're going to get people on here that can help us focus in on the nitty gritty, the intricacies of the things going on and give us some analysis and really let us focus on uh, one sport at a time. So it should be a lot of fun. If you haven't subscribed, you should subscribe just to see what we have going on and coming up in the future. We hope to bring you some really great content. So for our first episode, we're going to dig into the 2019 NCAA tournament. It's March. Everybody's all excited. We've all got our brackets out. Everyone's been going through it all day, combing through everything, trying to make their picks. We got everybody out there that's getting ready for their pools. So it's a very, very, very exciting time of year. We're going to have our resident basketball expert, Sean Pizzle, here. He's going to break everything down with me. So that should be fun. And also stay tuned to the very end of the podcast because we're going to have some picks by our gambling expert, Mike G, a.k.a. Veli. So hopefully he can pick you guys some winners and, uh, That'll be at the end of the podcast, so stay tuned for that. Sit back and relax and enjoy our conversation. However, before we get into it, check out some of other podcasts from Pod Media. You guys got to check out the Luke Capetta Show with Jeff Fenner. You can find those guys on social media, at Luke Capetta Show. For all you guys that love talking politics, you guys got to check out Drinking Liberally. And you can find those guys at drinking underscore libpod on social media. And you can find those podcasts anywhere you get your podcasts on all platforms. So check those guys out. There's some great listens and some great guys. So without further ado, let's get into Sean Pizzle and let's get into this March Madness. Here we go. It's the rewritten rules. We're going to be talking about the 2019 NCAA tournament. I got my man Sean Pizzle in the house. Say hi, Pizzle. Yo, yo. All right, and we've been going through everything. We're going to break everything down. Uh, it's a good-looking tournament so far, man. If you look at – now, the big story is the top eight teams. People want to go chalk in this badly. They want to get that elite eight with the top eight teams in them. Everybody believes in them. People don't want to pick a lot of upsets in this tournament. But, you know, upsets happen. We've seen it. Anytime you try to go chalk, something falls apart. So uh, tell me something about, like, what, what's it going to take – to see an upset in this tournament with this deep of a field? Um, in general, um, a lot of the, a lot of the uh, upsets tend to be from teams that are maybe senior-laden. They uh, have won their – possibly won their conference tournament, you know, a number of years in the past with that group. Um, they're playing a team that maybe is coming in as a chalk but lost their conference tournament, like, you know, like a big school, power five school. Um, but in general, 
it's just it's just kind of like everything coming together at the right time for a team like a Loyola Chicago last year. Yeah. Like uh, back back in the days, the George Mason team that made it to the Final Four. Yeah, senior laden, senior laden, lot of leadership. They've been together, you know, been through some wars in their conferences. You know, I I like to look for teams that have had at least some success, non-conference against Power Five schools. Yeah, um, which we've kind of looked through some of those things, um, kind of in preparation for this, and we've. Notice that there's this year there's not a lot of that. Yeah, you, know? you got to dig to find this one you this gotta time. You got to really yeah. dig, and if you're looking at one sixteens this year, I mean, you know, it's going to be really tough. So yeah, but in general, to answer your question, it it's usually a culmination of the the one seed, the the two seed, the three seed, the four seed. They have a they have a situation to possibly where uh, one one or two of those players on that team are destined to be lottery picks. They've only been there one and done. It's kind of a, you know, yeah. running into that perfect storm. Very good. So uh, we're going to find out who you like. We're going to find out if there's any sleepers in here, and we're going to find out what team that you like to win it all. But let's go through the brackets. Let's start this up. Okay. So we'll start in the East because everything starts in the East. Uh, number one seed, Duke. We got Michigan State in this bracket, too. But let's start with Duke versus 16. We're yeah, just going to go Duke. Duke, right, go. I got Duke losing to North, <laughs> North Carolina Central in this You got the upset of the century already off the double bat. digits. And um, <laughs> I, don't even, I don't even think it's going to be a squeaker. I think Zion goes one for 15 from the field and, <laughs> and gets five fouls in the first five minutes. There you and then it. all of a sudden, North Carolina Central is dancing, you know, at the in Minneapolis. But, no, um, well, they have a they have a North Dakota State uh, playing. Yeah, they got to get by them first before they even, <laughs> yeah. before they even get to Duke. But we got Duke in there. All right, let's go on. Let's go. All right, so the a, a tough eight nine game right here. We had to think about this one a little bit. Although you like one team, but we got VCU. Um, they get yep. Marcus Evans back, who got hurt. Nice. Um, they have a couple of nice wins. They beat Temple. They beat Hofstra. But UCF, man, we got our guy Taco Fall. Although the old Taco Fall. And two big wins. They beat Cincinnati. They beat Houston. Those yes. are very nice wins. Yes. So what you got? Um, in that game, I'm, I'm definitely I'm, – my rooting interest is for the old, you know, the old Taco Fall to uh, – to the old Taco Falls, the fighting Taco Falls to, uh, you know, get by VCU, the, uh, the Havoc uh, 2.0. Uh, not the same havoc it used to be. Not so smart anymore. Um, <laughs> but you know, VCU is a tough team. You know, they're yeah. they're they're a team that, you know, uh, they tend to go for those kind of guys that are like the three star guys that fit their system. Um, you know, he's done a he's done a really good job of kind of, you know, m- making them competitive. I mean, ma- you know, put they're, that's not an easy conference that they're in. Yeah. And they had a really good season. Um, you know, had some good quality wins. UCF, I just I like the I like the Cincinnati win. Um, you know, anytime you can beat a team like Cincinnati, uh, you you have to obviously be offensive uh, efficient because Cincinnati really likes to grind you out. And I think UCF playing against Houston, playing against Cincinnati. You know, playing against UConn and teams like that, yeah. I think they're they're well positioned to handle VCU's pressure. And I just, you know, looking at VCU, I don't think they have any size inside that can, you know, kind of counter what, you know, run to the border is going to be able to do for uh, Central Florida. Yeah. So, uh, one other thing, I mean, you do get like 
sometimes teams get a guy back. It gives them a little bit of spark. Uh, Evans can do that. But nice. you know what? At, yeah. In the end, I think you're right. I think this UCF team is just is just gritty. Yeah. I like them a lot, too. I actually, I'm picking them here as well. Good. So, you know, UCF, there we go. Eight nines are always tough, but, you know, you, I, I like UCF. Mm-hmm. Mississippi State at Liberty. <laughs> and this is, uh, you know, I just keep you, thinking about the commercial. Liberty, Liberty, Liberty. Yeah, and yeah. We, we talked about Liberty before, you know, a little bit. Yes. Richie McKay, you know, he's yes. a Tony Bennett guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, they play great defense, and, you, you know, you brought up this stat. Five teams, they've led, they've held five teams to under 70 points. That's Correct. Very, very impressive. Correct. And beat uh, Lipscomb twice. Yes. And both times at Lipscomb, which yeah. is, you know, obviously wasn't easy to do. I, I, I watched, I actually watched both of those games. And the thing that I noticed was is Lipscomb was really on a roll um, for most of the season. And Liberty and, and Lipscomb kind of fell apart at the end of the season. And Liberty really got it going. Now, the problem you know, obviously with Liberty, again, is you're playing a team in Mississippi State yeah. that is probably going to just be just light years beyond anything that they've seen, yeah. you know, and for obviously for their conference season. And I actually like the kid Scotty James there a lot. Yeah. Um, junior kid, kind of reminds you a little bit like of a Bill Lane Beer kind of a type. He's a, he's a rebounder, tough guy, um, you know, can score a little bit, but he's got a little attitude. Um at Weatherspoon there at Mississippi State. Yeah, uh, Kandari's a very good player. The thing, one thing about them, they have a couple of good wins. They beat you know Cincinnati as well, which is an, always a nice win. Right. Wa- you know, Wofford, mm-hmm. uh, Clemson, St. Mary's. So a couple of nice wins there too. But do you think the athleticism there just too much for Liberty? Or yeah, absolutely. I mean, Mississippi State. We we discussed before that uh, you know they basically lost to every every one of the top teams in the SEC, and they beat everybody else. So any one of those other teams, you take those teams out and put them in Liberty's Conference, they're probably, you know, undefeated or close to that. So, I mean, this is one of those games where, you know, you look at it and you say Mississippi State should win by, you know, double digits. But, you know, this is why it's the NCAA tournament. And it gets attention. It's a 5-12. The 5-12s always get a lot of attention. People try to find one. that There's always one. So that's true. But I don't think that's the one in in this tournament this year. But All right, let's go Virginia Tech. I guess a team I like a lot, St. Louis, but uh, mm-hmm. you know Buzz Williams, you know another team that shoots a lot of threes. Right. They get Justin Robinson back, and that's that's been you know a big talked about point. You know mm-hmm. they have a top player in Blackshear. St. Louis though, sixth in the A10. <laughs> they won the tournament. Yeah. They blow out Davidson. I mean, how are they even here? This is this is a crazy story, but an interesting right. game. And and see again, it just goes back to that point of being hot at the right time. And normally you don't give it much credence, you know, with some of these smaller schools. But, you know, the A-10 is a legit conference. Yeah. And for them to get hot and win it, I just think, you know, you look at Virginia Tech with Robinson. You look at Virginia Tech with what they have, you know, coming into the tournament. You know, some ups and downs. Buzz hasn't had a lot of success in the NCAA tournament. No. But, you know, you just feel that, you know, they're they're just – they're just so talented. I mean, again, if they were in the A-10, you know, you would they we probably be you know they probably be undefeated or close to it in that conference. Yeah. Um, but St. Louis is gonna. It, I I don't think they're gonna go down quietly. I mean, I think St. Louis. The thing with St. Louis that I remember from watching them a couple of times this year is they're very balanced, uh, very good defensive team. 
Um, so they're they're well coached. I mean, they're gonna they're gonna likely you know be hanging around. It's not gonna be over early for them. It's a hang around game. Yeah, it's a hang around. I actually Stay agree tuned with game. that. Stay tuned game. Yeah. I actually agree with that. I agree with that a lot. And you know, I love the ACC. I think obviously one of the, be- the best conference. Well, one of the best. Mm-hmm. But Virginia Tech. Tough at home. This game is in San Jose, California. Yeah, they don't get a home uh, game in the NCAA tournament. Exactly. So this is, and I agree. St. Louis just—I like teams that do that. They get to like a, a A10 tournament type win, mm-hmm. and they're just going to give you a really, really hard time. I'm picking Vatech, but man, I'm I'm not a hundred percent confident on that. Right. Yeah, I I agree with you on that. Are you picking Vatek as well? I got Vatek as well. Okay, let's go on. We got another six eleven matchup here. We got Maryland. Versus the winner of Belmont and Temple. Uh, ben, Belmont and Temple, oof. Uh, I'll probably pick Temple in that game just because. Mm. But, I mean, Belmont is, you know, they got an at-large, so that tells right. you a lot about that. But right. um, whoever wins that game, you know, they got to play a tough Maryland team. You know, had, had a good Big Ten season. Right. They're hit or miss. You know, that is the way it is. You know, they have that kid, Fernando. Right. Uh, Cowan Jr. is a good player, but, you know, They've had some bad losses. They lost in Nebraska in the first round of the Big Ten tournament, which is terrible. Mm-hmm. But, you know, a couple of good wins, Purdue, Wisconsin. But they're another one of these middle-of-the-road, you know, kind of teams that can sneak. But yes. what do you like? Um, yeah, I mean, if, if at the beginning of the season we were to say, you know, tell me which Bruin team is going to be in the NCAA tournament, <laughs> you probably would have said UCLA. Uh, of course. Yeah. So for – I mean – if you look at Belmont this season and you look at, you know, the Murray State hype, obviously around Morant, um, which obviously we're going to get to that game. Uh, but, you know, Belmont just quietly, quietly, went, you know, went about their business. Very good season. Very tied, good, tied for the championship. Very good, se- very, you know, very good coach and bird. Um, you know, they're, they're every year they're in the mix. I mean, it's just, it's, it's one of those like, you know, kind of like low major programs in a good conference that people just kind of tend to forget. I mean, for the longest time, the way that he kind of was building that program, I mean, you could kind of compare it to like a a, a version of like maybe Gonzaga before Gonzaga became Gonzaga. Great I mean, analogy, Belmont actually. Was, Belmont was there every year um, in the mix. And again, like I said, I mean, they're just extremely well coached. Um, they're going up against, you know, a Temple team and, and Fran Dunphy that's also extremely well coached. Um, and, you know, like I – we talked about this, but, I, I mean, I, I'm going mm. Belmont over Temple, and I like Temple. I think Temple's a good team. I think they yeah. were in a pretty good conference this year, and I think, you know, Dunphy did a great job with them. But Tough conference, too, that Tough American conference, Athletic. yeah, very tough conference. I mean, you know, they, they went up against teams like, again, Central Florida, you yeah. know, UConn. Cincinnati. Houston, Cincinnati. I mean, that's nothing to sneeze at. But Belmont, I think they're I think they're a type of team that's built for the tournament because yeah. they really shoot it. They got good players. Um, you know, again, extremely well coached. They're gonna be, you know, ready for you know pretty much everything Temple does. Well they, will they give Maryland a hard time then? I, I, I think they will also give Maryland a hard time and you know, we'll get to that pick. But I have Belmont, you know, beating Temple. And then getting to uh, to the Maryland game, and I mean in in that game I actually have Belmont pulling the upset oh, over Maryland and being this year's potential Loyola Chicago. <laughs> although that'll probably all come to an end, you know, in the Sweet Sixteen. But I like them. I like them. Get, I like this draw for them. I mean, to beat Temple in Maryland, to get there, 
Um, you know, you're not playing either team in Temple or Maryland that all season has been consistent. No. Both of those teams have been extremely erratic this year. Yeah. You know, so that's that's the so way I'm going there. It's a good upset early right there. So we got mm -hmm. a we got a quick uh, 11 seed upset right. So that's pretty good. But then the next game, LSU Yale. You know, LSU had a had a really good year. You know, Will yes. Will had the issue with Will Wade, mm -hmm. and now they're on the interim coach Tony Benford, SEC champion. Um, two great players, Nas, Nas Reed, Tremont Waters, big time, big time players. Yale Ivy League knocked out Harvard in that game. Some people like Yale a lot with their, you know, shooting and their ability to kind of move the ball around. But, you know, LSU power team here, hard to see them losing. But you have some thoughts. Yeah, well, see, obviously, you know, when you're when you're talking about Ivy League schools and now the interesting part of the Ivy League is, is they actually have a, a, a true tournament, which is great instead of that you know, goofiness they used to have before where they just take the regular season champ, no <laughs> conference tournament. And, you know, if you look at Yale, I mean, I, I don't like the way LSU obviously finished the season. You know, their coach getting technical fouls, the interim coach getting technical fouls, all the, you know, havoc that's been going on with their, you know, coaching staff, the the kind of inconsistent, inconsistency down at the end. Um, you know, if you look at LSU, if you look at Yale – They've had a very good season, uh, you know, to be able to beat Harvard. I mean, obviously, you know, the, the the Ivy League is not, you know, strong in some of the other conferences, but, you know, we also know the history of the Ivy in the tournament. And if you look at Yale's season this year, I mean, they've been able to do things like score 102 points against Memphis, although they lost, right? They go and they beat a Pac-12 team in Cal, which is, you know, Cal's not a great team, but you also beat them the first game of the season when – you know, maybe people didn't know how good Cal was. Right. You know, they, they were able to go in and beat a, a Miami team that ended up having a pretty bad year, but they also – but they did – you know, they were able to beat Miami. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously they ran – It's a very in, good win for Yeah, obviously team. they ran into Duke. You know, they were able to beat another tournament team in Iona, uh, you know, by 15. So they're an, they're an interesting team. And like I said, I like the way – you know, obviously another, you know, good, a good coach, te a well-coached team. Um, coach Jones at, at Yale has done a great job there over the years. He's had success in the tournament, you know, with winning tournament games in the past uh, in a similar situation. Um, right. So, you know, I, I, I like Yale. It's hard to say that I think Yale's going to win the game, but that is definitely a tune-in game. That's a game that I think Yale is hanging around a lot longer than people wanting and could potentially win. You know year. what? And you're used to an Ivy League school normally being a 15, 16 seed. That says a lot that Yale's a 14 seed. And <laughs> that the, is true. That, that's probably not. And everyone look at that on paper and be like, oh, LSU's got a, a sleep, you know, a sleepwalk here. But the, uh, Nazir Reed better be ready to play. They're going to need him because this is not going to be one of those where you show up on the court games. I think you're 100% right. I'm picking LSU because I like Reed a lot. I think he's one of my top players in the in the – tournament he's one of my players to watch actually i agree with um, that but sleeper right. sleeper lottery pick potentially yeah, yeah. possibly yeah. yeah but do not do not just step on the court against an ivy league team and think you're going to walk away they will give you a hard time right absolutely i agree all right let's go on we'll go to oh, another couple of teams that are very tough to predict but mm -hmm. louisville minnesota we got a 7-10 matchup 
uh, Louisville, you know, we, the infamous game they blew to Duke. Uh, they've had one interesting stat, though. They've had six games they've lost by five or fewer points, which is, means you're in a lot of games. I mean, that's, and that's one thing about Louisville. They're in a lot of games. They're in, inconsistent. They have a good player in Jordan Nawara. Minnesota, up and down. They have a good scorer in Amir Coffey. He's a nice player. But don't have a lot of great wins. And they did beat Purdue twice, but they have some bad losses. Rutgers, Illinois, Nebraska. And another one of these you know, Big Ten teams that have just gotten by, but – Two two teams that are kind of middle in their conference, but can be dangerous. Yep. What do you think? Um, I agree with everything that you said. Um, I mean, anytime you lose to Illinois nowadays in the uh, in the Big Ten, your people can question your your season. <laughs> Rutgers at that too. <laughs> it's Rutgers, not a good, and Rutgers, those, you definitely you know, don't want that on your resume uh, when you're trying to make the tournament. Yeah. I mean, Steve Pico's doing a great job. Of yeah, I mean Minnesota. Minis- shout out to Coach Pico. Yes. Um, Minnesota. Is one of those teams where if you're on the bubble and you thought you were supposed to be getting a call and, and somehow your phone didn't ring, you're not happy about the Golden Gophers. I mean, you know, so, but Louisville, you know, very similar. Just, you know, some, some losses that, you know, you really scratch your head uh, with them. And to be, you know, obviously the, the most famous, you know, game would obviously be the Duke game. And you kind of look at, their tendency to break down and just kind of give games away. But I will say that, uh, you know, Chris Mack's obviously done a, a phenomenal job with this team as well as having, Very you, know, good. you know, obviously great success at Xavier as well. I mean, some Sweet yeah. 16 appearances. And, you know, if I, you know, obviously based on those things being said, um, you know, Louisville being basically a, a minus five point favorite in that game, which I think is about right. I mean, I think Louisville just has a little bit of a better team chemistry, a little bit better wins overall, a little more consistent, but that's kind of like one of those pick 'em type games, but I think Louisville should win that game. Yeah. And Louisville is the type of team that I hate in the tournament because they're an any given any given day team. Right. Which I can't stand because Absolutely. you can't predict it. You don't know when it's going to come. Yeah, close they loss. Could, I mean, clo- they, 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 uh, lost, they lost at Virginia by five. I mean. Oh, yeah, and that was a great game, and they actually could have won that game. Um, right. They they blew the doors out of UNC that one day. It's yeah, one of those things yeah. that you that they can step on the court and give someone a hard time, and you never know when it's coming. But then again, they could come out of here and they, the way you know they beat they beat Syracuse lose. by twenty at Syracuse. Yeah. So it's like you know. So that's why I said if you it's the it's the lesser of two evils. Yeah. I'm going with a team that didn't lose to Illinois. Agree. Agree. That's what we're going with. Agree. Louisville there. Yeah. Uh, I'll probably I'd actually agree with that too, and I might go ACC a lot just because I think it's the best conference. But you know, this is sometimes true. I, that, agree, I agree with that you strategy well. can burn you sometimes. But that's what I'm going to do for now. That is true. Uh, we'll go to another game here, and then we're just going to run through this. Michigan State plays a 15 seed Bradley, and you know, Michigan State probably mad that they're in this bracket. They have no no business being in here. Yes, I totally but, agree with you. Funny funny point on this one is you would look at this game right, and you would say to yourself, you know, what's Michigan favored by? When there's a, a 20 and 14 Bradley in that game, a 15 seed, and what what you know your your thoughts would be 30 points, 32 points. You think it'd be like one of those most lopsided point spreads you've ever seen. It's a minus 22 and a half, which you know again, like I said, it could be it could be looked at in different ways. But 
I mean, obviously, you you expect uh, you know you expect Michigan State to kind of roll there. Um, you know, looking at Bradley, there's not you know much to go on other than the fact that early in the preseason, I mean, in the early conference, they beat Penn State. You know, they beat SMU. You know, some some decent early wins. Um, you know, their conference not the strongest conference in the world, but that's not necessarily their fault because nor, nor, normally. Northern Iowa is, uh, is a team in there that nobody wants to see in their bracket. They were down a little bit this year. Um, but, you know, they make a really good run. They beat a really good Illinois, uh, uh, Illinois State team that preseason was supposed to be a really good team. You had, you know, Missouri State was a little down this year. But overall, I mean, they make a great run um, at the end of the season, win their tournament, beating Northern Iowa um, in the championship game, as a matter of fact. And then they draw old Sparty here. Well, can can they give them a scare? Is a question, I guess. Is that is is there any is this is this one where someone's got to sweat this sweat this out? Meaning, and by sweat it out in a two fifteen game, I mean it's the second half and it's within about ten fifteen points. Something well, yeah. Like that. I mean, again, the the, the spread is twenty two and a half. Michigan State favored. Uh, can they can they be under that? You know, Izzo Izzo early on in in games. I mean, in in tournaments, you kind of tend to kind of get a gauge of how good his team is and how dominant his team is. Either they're blowing somebody out early on or it's like one of those games where they're potentially on the uh, on the upset watch. So I don't think Bradley has the firepower to do it. I mean, again, like I said, beating a Northern Iowa this year compared to a couple of years ago to win your conference tournament, it's a down season for their particular conference, I think. So I think Michigan State, you know, obviously Izzo knows how to push all the right buttons come, come March. So I don't think so, but – they could potentially stay under the cover for okay. the 22 and a half. Good stuff. All right, let's move on to the West. Um, a lot of uh, interesting games in this draw. And two, two teams that if you would have told Michigan that, hey, you're going to lose three times to Michigan State, you're going to lose in the conference final, and you're going to end up in the draw with Gonzaga as the one. They would have probably signed up for that, you know, in a I heartbeat. Agree. I agree. But, all right, let's go through. We got Gonzaga against the 16 seed, either Fairleigh Dickinson or Prairie View, and that's pretty much, you know, should be no problem for Gonzaga. You know, we can pencil them in right there. Yep. Go Syracuse-Baylor, another interesting 8-9. We got a couple of teams here that both have 13 losses, which is kind of interesting, but Syracuse... A combined 26. <laughs> yep. Syracuse's claim to fame is they beat Duke with Zion, which was a very nice win for them. Yes. Um, yeah, everyone knows about their famous 2-3 zone, and of course, you know, legendary coach. Baylor has struggled at times. We don't know how they got in here. I think they finished fourth in the Big 12. Not really many impressive wins, although they beat Kansas. Uh, so which is not that impressive this season. Exactly, yeah. So, I mean, this is just, I guess, picking from something, huh? Yeah. So our original notes were both teams stink. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, but again, hey, it's a really interesting game from this standpoint. Coach Drew's had some really overachieving teams at Baylor that have made runs in the tournament. And we don't have to explain, you know, Coach Beheim's success. So these are actually two programs that have in, in recent years both been, you know, overachieving teams. Um you know, you know my standpoint, I still feel like Syracuse should always stay in the Big East. Should never went into the ACC. Just kind of an odd, you know, it's all it's still odd seeing Syracuse in the ACC. Um but yeah, I mean, this is a game. This is basically the 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 lottery to play to to play Gonzaga. I mean, it's like, you know, who wants to step out into the road 
Um, and I just, like I said, I just think both teams are pretty bad. I do think Syracuse is going to win this game just off the fact that, I, again, we're going conference. We just believe in the ACC more than we do the Big 12. I mean, just think, this is the first time in, what, 12 seasons we've said Kansas and not champion, and that league's just been kind of yeah. just a, a pick'em league. Um, yeah. So the fact that Baylor even finishes fourth with 13 losses um, just kind of tells you the, the depth of the Big 12 this year. So I go Cuse, and I, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how Gonzaga handles their zone. But, you know, I, I, we got to go – I, I got to go Cuse there just from the standpoint of I think – Bayheim makes the adjustments, you know, makes it tougher on you. You know, you made the point that, you know, when you're playing Syracuse in that first game, you know, you get a couple of days, not much to work on that zone. And there's there's no there's nobody in the Big Twelve that runs a zone like that. No. So that doesn't help. You know, they they don't they don't see it very often. And no. This is not the best Syracuse team. I mean, he has he has a few guys that can that that are like his normal quality of, of talent, but it's it's more of a by committee um, with this particular team, so you know he'll have to he'll definitely have to uh, he'll definitely have to coach and um, you know and he does that well in the NCAA tournament yes. you know obviously but I'm gonna go with Cuse as well just because of the ACC factor and the zone. Other than that, there's really nothing impressive about this game. Yes, uh, this is a maybe not tune in game. Possibly, yeah. <laughs> if you have a time to do something else, cool. depends yes. when it's on. But yes, uh, Marquette Murray State. Another good one. I like to call this the wow. John Morant versus Marcus Howard game. <laughs> that is a that is a very good way of describing it. But two elite superstars. I mean, it should be a show. You know, uh, Murray State obviously winning that game against Belmont, getting in the tournament, which everybody wanted. You know, we wanted John Morant or, in the or tournament. Or Bruins B, as we like to call it. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Uh, you know, Marquette obviously you know gets in the Big East tournament and struggles against Seton Hall then you're, be, you're being nice <laughs> well what do you think about this game well this is the one where you want to make sure you got batteries in the score clock and 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 scoreboard just to make sure that you got enough zeros up there I think although Marquette does like to grind you out um you know again Marquette just just so all over the place you know this season um you know Murray State obviously Comes out of a, you know, we've already talked about Belmont and how impressive, you know, Belmont's been, um, you know, over the years and whatnot. Looking at, you know, Marquette's just been, they've been so, like, so inconsistent. Although, you know, obviously, like, the games that they have lost are are good teams. I mean, with the exception of maybe that Creighton loss that they had yeah. a couple games back. But they lost to Seton Hall, you know, twice, which kind of, as as we kind of talked in our in our pre-show uh, conversation here that it's interesting losing to Seton Hall twice because Seton Hall is very guard oriented. Yeah. And um, that's, you know, obviously you're not going to get more guard oriented than Morant. Nope. Um, St. John's twice too, as well. And the yeah, guard oriented. So, yeah. Yep. Guard oriented with, uh, with our buddy Pons and, and, you know, so it, it's a, it's a tough call. Um, you know, I think if you're Marquette, you, you're not thrilled to see Murray state in your bracket and, you know, as your first game, um, you know, team that's won 27 games and lost four times. So it's a it's a tough game, but you know, if the if the Marquette that you know, if the Marquette that that had that streak where they you know beat Villanova and beat Xavier and you know Kansas State, yeah, beat Butler and Kansas State and those 
those games shows up, then I think they, you know, they have to handle a team yeah. like Murray State because Murray State brings a, a a level of athleticism and speed that they see. They see in the Big East, you know, on a regular basis. Yeah, this won't surprise him. Morant right. won't surprise him. As great as he is, he's a great talent. He's right. got a lot of athletic ability, but they're not going to be like, wow, we're, we're overwhelmed by this right. guy. Right, they see guys like that, you know, throughout the season. Um, in, in, in reference to, like, in comparing them potentially to a team like Belmont, Belmont is kind of like the butler mm-hmm. of, of, of that conference. Um, so the fact that, you know, I, I just think, I think Marquette has too much, has, has enough firepower, but you know, as we, we discussed prior to is that, you know, if Howard plays well, Marquette wins. Yeah. If he doesn't play well and Morant doesn't play well, then it's a toss up. But if Morant plays well and, and Howard doesn't play well, then I think Murray State's got a chance. But I pick Marquette in this game just because I think, I think that, uh, Marquette will have enough firepower with Hauser and you know and and Howard and those guys to uh, to get that job done there. I agree with that as well. Um, I wanted to pick Murray State here just because I think that was a great win with some momentum against Belmont. You come in firing, you get all excited. You have your best player. You want to put a showcase on. But I, Marquette, I gotta look. I gotta be honest. Their strength of schedule is really good. They have. They I didn't forgot about this. They beat Buffalo. And actually, they did a good job of beating Buffalo. They yep. beat them by over twenty. Mm-hmm. So I mean, there's some quality wins here. I just think this is this is asking a lot of Murray State, and I'm I'm gonna go with Marquette as well. And and one other one other point on that, and and again kind of what you and I had, had talked about in the past is one thing interesting about Morant. Morant doesn't need to prove anything right now. I no, mean, he's, he's playing with house to money. He's a top three yeah. pick. Yeah. So sometimes, you know, he might have a guy in his ear. He might already, you know, be kind of slotted towards a particular agent. Yeah. You know, whatever it may be. And they might be telling him to, you know, kind of pump the brakes and not overexert himself. Yeah. Or he might just be thinking that in his head. Like, why should I go out here and, and, and you know, unlikely we're going to, you know, beat Marquette and or, you know, Florida State potentially in the second round or, you know, whatever it may be. Yeah. So it's a long shot for them to advance anyways because yeah. it's a tough bracket for them. He, he really doesn't have a lot to gain now that I think about it because right. Zion is probably going to be the number one pick. Yep. And it's going to be hard to over you know overrun an R.J. Barrett or someone that for the two pick. I mean, yep. you could maybe, but that's not like that big of a gap to prove. And now you have to play all these games in a tournament that I mean, he just puts it all out, out there for this game and whatever happens, happens. And then and, after and, that, and, just, hey. Yeah, and, <laughs> and, and Howard, conversely, is probably a guy that needs to prove some things. He does, yeah. He's got he's to get himself level. in the lottery, I think. And, and the Housers, too. So, I mean, I think... I think if you look at it from the standpoint of again a team that is is more of a team concept that has a little bit more kind of stability i would go with marquette but you know again i'll be mercy yeah. murray state anytime you win 27 games yeah. you're you're you know you're yeah. feared it's so. a must watch though this this might yeah, be one of the most popular it might be one of the most popular uh games on the docket. I think Ray so, uh, Charles uh, will watch that yeah. one. <laughs> nice. All right, let's move on here. We got Florida State against the scrappy Vermont team. The but, Catamounts. Yeah, but here we go. Leonard Hamilton does it again. He's got another mm. good defensive team, a ton of athletes. And he made it to the ACC title game, you know, had a rough game against Duke, but uh, beat Virginia to get there, so that's big. And they have some big-time wins. I mean, Florida, LSU, Purdue, Louisville. They beat Virginia Tech twice, and then that Virginia win in the conference tournament. Then you're going to play a team that really is – would we call these one of these uh, senior-laden, gritty teams? Or They do have one of the best players in the country, Anthony Lamb, that nobody knows about, and that will be an interesting matchup. But uh, what's going on here? Um, 
again, it's it's the the thing about uh, Vermont is I mean Vermont was was supposed to win their conference last year and they got upset by UMBC. And Vermont is one of those teams kind of similar to a Belmont. They're pretty much like the, you know, they're the cornerstone of their conference. Um, you know, obviously since Lamb's arrival on campus, they've been, you know, they've been in the NCAA tournament two, two out of the three years. Uh, so, I mean, they're, they're an interesting team. They're an interesting team because, you know, they got, the, they got their revenge this year. Not the strongest conference in the world. Uh, usually it's either Albany. You know, last year it was UMBC. A couple years back it was Albany. You know, so it, it's a good conference, solid conference. Uh, Albany, uh, if I remember correctly, gave Oklahoma kind of all they wanted. All they wanted in that ago. game. Yeah, yep. all they wanted. Had a chance late. Um, you know, the Lamb factor, being senior, kind of a senior-laden team. Um, I don't like the fact that early in the season they lose to Lipscomb, you know, by 25, um, which was kind of a – Kind of a uh, you know like a big loss there. They do beat a team like Yale. They go in and play Louisville, lose by eight, uh, lose to Kansas by sixteen. You know they they've handled business against teams they're supposed to handle business against. Um, and the one thing you you know you prefaced is that you know Leonard's had some you know hit or miss. I mean he's either kind of made a run or he's gotten you know trouble early. So, yeah. but they're it's a really good Florida State team. They do struggle a little offensively. Um, to score at times, but defensively they kind of pressure you and get after you a little bit. And I think Vermont will struggle with their length, their athleticism um, that Florida State presents. So, I mean, I'm going obviously Florida State there, but to be honest, I wouldn't be shocked if Vermont pulled that one off. Okay. Yeah. Giving them a little, a little bit, little. bit of a chance. Yeah, it's a little chance. Bad. About a 10% chance. Okay, and now we have another a six seed playing another playing game winner. Let's get to the playing game first before mm. we talk about it. But Juicy. Arizona State, St. John's. Juicy uh, playing game. One of my, yeah, ah, this is the playing game. This actually might be one of the better playing games I've seen in a while. I, normally, yes. I don't care about the playing game as much. Yeah. This is a really, really good one. Right. You got a Arizona State who finished second in the Pac-12. Hurley comes out there, does a pretty good job, actually, you know, in a short amount of time. And St. John's Mullen finally gets a team with a point where they have some maturity. Shamari Pons, one of the better guards in the country, but, you know, struggle a lot. They'll either beat you or they'll lose, you know, by a good margin, St. John's. So uh, this this is a tough game. Yeah, I mean, totally agree with, uh, with all of that. Um, I know Pons is one of your favorites, uh, you know, players, uh, you know, throughout the season. Hear, yeah. You know, heard you talk about him quite a bit. Yes. Um, you know, Mullen, as you stated, I mean, they're, they're, they're like a Jekyll and Hyde team, which is very interesting because it's very, it's very easy to describe Arizona State in a similar way. Yeah. I mean, this is basically a battle of two programs that just always kind of just – they're just kind of around – you know, like the last two seasons, two seasons in a row since since uh, you know Bobby Hurley's been out there, they they start off start out out of the gates, unbelievably. You know, um, both seasons, I I think if I'm correct, they're undefeated both years, um, with the non-conference, and then they get into conference, and and we discussed the Pac-12 is not what it used to be. I mean, you don't have Arizona, you don't have UCLA. You know, you don't have a, a lot of these teams that are predominant powerhouses in, in college basketball. They're not what they used to be. So Arizona State just kind of just floats around, hangs out, and ends up 
you know, losing in their conference tournament. Um, interesting team. They have some. They have some weapons. They have a lot of athletes. Um, St. John's, I think, can match them with their guard play. Arizona State, very interesting. Uh, you know, I haven't seen anything on it yet, but they have a point guard in uh, Remy Martin. Yeah, just like the alcohol. Um, <laughs> or the rapper. Or the rapper, yeah, exactly. Um, but he 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 uh, had a little quad strain, a little growing strain, about uh, six minutes into that game against Oregon. And somehow they kind of played him through that. And unfortunately for them, they ended up losing the game. And if he doesn't play in this game, you have to think that if St. John's is now or never for them. You know, Agree, they 100%. Can't, yeah, if they can't beat this team with their point guard out, then, you know, Arizona State could end up being interesting. Yeah. And, and you know, then you get that matchup, obviously, with Buffalo that you get the Hurley going back to, you know, his old stomping grounds, his first chance in, uh, in Buffalo. But I'm going St. John's in this game just because of the fact that I think Remy Martin won't be full uh, speed. And, you know, you can't – you can't go swimming with Shamari Ponds if you <laughs> if you're half, you know, if you're half healthy. And that's true. And you can't. It puts a lot of pressure on the freshman Dort, who's you know had a very good year, yes. Pac-12 freshman, you know, team, all that stuff. Freak athlete. But athlete. The, the key, uh, the thing with this game is it's time for Ponds to show up. If you're going to be a big yes. time player, you I've, there's been too many games where he's gone in and out, not tried to do too much, not carry them. But yes, you know they rely on Mustafa Heron a lot. Bigoreau is a nice player. Clark's a nice player. They have nice players, but Pons has to take the lead here, and they can't rely on all this stuff. And they gotta. It's showtime. You gotta show. He's a show. he's a he's a fringe NBA guy. I mean, most, exactly. Most uh, draft boards have him going in the second round. I mean, he could he could really do himself a lot yeah. of favors here. So you know, again, I'm going St. John's. You're going. So I'm going St. John's as well. Oh, the Johnny. Yeah, yeah, I'm going with the Johnny. A lot of Johnnies. pressure on old uh, um, on C. Mullen. This is a hard game, but it's a it's a show me game. It's it a, is. it's a game that all right. You it's want, a Missouri game. You know, you've been you played okay in the big in the Big East all year. Here you are, win this game and show that you deserve to be in here and do something for once. And then then I'll say this, Buffalo. This is a pretty good seed. Six seed is probably one of the highest you get for a team like Buffalo. You know, balanced team. They have that guard, Jeremy Harris, that you like a lot. C.J. Yes. Massenberg is a very good left. player. Uh, Nate Oates has done a fantastic job, and he's on everybody's wish list. I mean, yes. Let's talk about that. Yes, he is. Some good wins. Yes. West Virginia and Syracuse. Yes. Um, a bad loss to Bowling Green later in the year, but, you know, what can you do? They come and you, go. You, but, can, uh, you can win. Can win. But <laughs> Buffalo, St. John's. Yeah, I mean that's that's a that's a tough one because you got the consummate underachiever in Mullen and you got the consummate overachiever in Oates and you know I I I see it's funny because Buffalo was so such a sexy pick like throughout the season and then like you you know preface they they lose to Bowling Green um, you know which it's it's hard to justify a team that's that talented but then they did avenge it. And in a very strong fashion at the end, Harris is a smooth 6'7", 6'8", lefty that, I mean, when he's hot, he's as good as anybody in the uh, in the Big East St. John sees. Uh, the thing about Buffalo that's very interesting is they are very balanced. You know, to have your, you know, what what what's their uh, their leading score is averaging 17, 16 and a half? Yeah, something yeah. like that. Very balanced. Um, 
St. John's again. I mean, I, 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 you can't stress this enough, but I'm telling you, it, it, they go as Pons goes. You know, I think he probably has to have 25, 30 points a game in both of those games for them to win. I agree with that, and I don't think I just don't think St. John's is capable of putting two good two back-to-back games together. I think that's the problem. They're just inconsistent. They can't do it. And Buffalo has just been you know good all year, and I got to give them at least a first-round win. One of these, you know, in this one of these games here, and this, I think this is the one. I don't think either of these teams actually can. They can beat them. It wouldn't shock me if it did. Yeah. But I'm gonna go with the benefit of the doubt, Buffalo. Okay. Um. All right. Texas Tech, Northern Kentucky. So. The th- 3-14 game here. The Norse. Yeah, the Norse. Uh, the one the Which Horizon that alone should, should count as a loss. Yeah, won the Horizon League. You know, they beat Wright State to do that. Uh, right. But Texas Tech, obviously, you know, the Big 12. Co- Chris Beard actually was a Coach of the Year candidate. Mm-hmm. Um, they have a great player in Jared Culver. Who Culver we, City. Culver City. We all yeah. love that. And yes. I just think there's a steamroll. Texas Tech, I probably wouldn't even need to take more than a second to think about this game. Yeah, I and I think Texas Tech won the uh, mascot battle, and they will definitely win. <laughs> they'll win the game battle as well. Um, Texas Tech is just as as you know we'll kind of see here in our picks, but Texas Tech is just it's, they're one of the what I call the grinders of the tournament. Like they're not fun to play against. Um, you know, as as we saw last year with their run. You know, they kind of do it by committee. Uh, Culver City's their guy, but you know you have Tariq Owens. You know, uh, believe it or not, I mean, St. John's probably – can you imagine that? Can you imagine that reunion? He's a St. John's transfer now at Texas Tech, one of the leading shot blockers in the country. Um, I'm sure <laughs> I'm sure he and Chris Mullen will exchange pleasantries. Oh, yeah, I'm sure they're very good. Very prior very good. to the game, which, is, you know, people are talking about the, uh, you know, the uh, the Bobby Hurley going back to Buffalo situation. But people are, are under understating the Tariq Owens back to Mullen, you know, handshake prior to and post game. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, Texas Tech against the uh, the Fighting Norses in that game. Yeah, we're going, we're going that route. We're going that. And Texas Tech put together a massive streak in the end of the Big Twelve season when no yes. one could really beat them until West Virginia finally did in the tournament. But uh, yes. you know what? This is this is a strong team, and I like them absolutely. A lot. This is a tough game coming up here, though. Nevada, Woo! Florida, and I've gone back and forth. And you know, I like Eric Musselman a lot. I think he's done a great job. That team, and he's got a demons to kind of get over because they blew that big lead of Chicago Loyola, Loyola Chicago, sorry, last year. Yes, which really, really, really hurt him. Yes, uh, you know they have a nice player, Jordan Caroline. Is he hurt? Is he not? I've heard a lot about that, and that's caused them some issues. Apparently, you know he's not a hundred percent. They lost to San Diego State in the tournament. Had to get an at-large bid to get here. Seven's a good seed. They've been in the top twenty basically the entire year. Um, right. Very good team. Florida, you know, tough conference. The SEC was obviously very tough this year. They have a great coach. Yes. Um, they have a big win over LSU there in the tournament. They've, they've been hit or miss at times, played teams very, very tough. Yep. Um, got this kid I like a lot, Andrew Nemhard, who had a yes. great game against LSU, had a good SEC tournament. Um, this is tough. Yep. I, I don't know who to pick, but what do you like? Yeah, I mean, I I have a uh, I have a rooting interest in this one as a buddy of mine is uh, the associate head coach at Florida, a guy named Al Pinkins, um, who's had some March Madness magic to speak of. Uh, last year he was at the aforementioned Texas Tech. Um, 
you know, he 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 also was at Ole Miss when Ole Miss won the SEC that year, uh, the, won the SEC and ended up making it to the Sweet 16 of the NCAA tournament. So there is some there is some magic on the bench. Um, obviously, you know, Mike White last year had some magic. So there's definitely some coaching magic uh, with both of these teams because, you know, Musselman tends to flex when it comes to the tournament. Um, and like you said, it's a little different this year for Nevada because they've been kind of the favorites from the beginning. And last year, it was kind of like their year of building. I mean, they, they're another one of those teams Snuck that remind me. Yeah, they're, 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 they're slowly kind of like becoming a Gonzaga of that conference. I mean, have they, in, in it's, he's just running a, he's running a big program in a small conference. Yeah. So, you know. I, I really I really like LS I really like Florida's wins over LSU. Um, obviously they you know people that followed the uh, Auburn game. I mean that was a one of the most disastrous endings. Uh, no foul call on the Auburn you know on the Auburn on four Auburn players you can make a case for um, on the three point attempt. Um, by horrible Nermar- horrible call uh, ridiculous. I mean again a Ray Charles call, um, but you know. This Florida team doesn't remind me of the Texas Tech team that, you know, that made that run. It doesn't remind me of that Ole Miss team that made it to the Sweet 16 that, you know, I was mentioning with, you know, Al Pinkins' uh, former teams that he made those runs with. If they would have won the SEC tournament, you know, ended up beating Auburn in that game and then winning the championship, I would have probably picked them here in the Nevada because I would have just said they're just a mojo there. But I do know Mike White has an interesting team. He's got a lot of role players on this team. You know, they're battled. They they battle. They're tough. You know, everybody knows how good Auburn is. And, I mean, they gave them all they wanted. You know, if Auburn's playing Nevada here, who do, who do you pick? So, it's hard to, you know, it's hard to go that route when you know those things. But, you know, it's just something about that Nevada team. I don't like the fact that they lost to Utah State. Um, although Utah State, I think, is a very good team. Um, I'm going to go against my heart here and try to go with my head. And I'm going to pick Nevada. Um, you know, in this game, but again, this is one of those where you know don't take the the pick to the to the bank. No, and this is another. This is actually this a, very a good must game watch. watch, must watch game, and I'm gonna go Nevada as well because I think this is their year to at least make a little bit of a run again. Uh, the talents there, they've been good all year. The Carolyn injury kind of does make me pause. Right. Uh, but I'm going to assume he's going to be fine. Right. And um, Florida, hang in there. I mean, this is going to be a tight game, but I'm going to go Nevada as well. Yep. Uh, we're going to have All to pick right. against each other at some point. We might have to, actually, but I'm, I think the South might be where we're at. So okay. I'm going right. to blow, for time reasons, I'm going to blow past this game. Michigan, you know, should take care of Montana. Yes. Uh, one of the most talented teams in the country, Michigan. Um, good bracket, though. We'll come back to this bracket yep. when we go forward. But. And Coach B knows what he's doing this time of year. Oh, yeah. Uh, let's go on here to the South. Uh, Virginia, Gardner-Webb, we can do that for now real quick. Uh, Ole Miss. Oklahoma, it's a sloppy game. Woo! Uh, Kermit Davis has done a good job there, again, and not a long period of time as well. Got a couple of good quality wins against Baylor and Auburn. Auburn twice, actually. Problem is they've struggled a lot lately. They're 2-5 and five, um, against good teams. Yep. Bree and Tyree, nice player, but, you know, nothing you could, you know, nothing here that you'd be like, wow, this team is that impressive. But yep. Lon Kruger, does, you know, again, hangs around. He gets his team in the tournament. They lost Trey Young last year to the NBA, or else, you know, who knows. But some good wins, though. Kansas, Wofford, Florida. Okay wins is probably what got him in the tournament. But, again, a horrible record here. 19-13, um, and 13, not really anything big in the Big Ten and the Big 12. Yeah. 
just just one of these eight nine games you just you know throw in the air. Yeah, I mean Oklahoma at times this year you know looked like looked like Oklahoma last year. You know where you're just you know people wondered how Trey's team got in the got in the tournament. You know, and I kind of scratch my head and wonder how this team got in the tournament. And if you're one of those bubble teams and you see, you know, Oklahoma on the line, you're just like, you know, what in the world? Um, but Ole Miss, you know, again, you know, Kermit Davis coming from the from the uh, you know Conference USA with his success at Middle Tennessee State, um, you know, able to win two games, two first round games with those Middle Tennessee State teams. Um, is this Ole Miss team better than you know? Does is this personnel? It's just you know, this is still a very it's Young, a build. It's a build. It's a build, but he's done a great job of building, and he's a great tournament coach. Agree. I mean, this was a team that had won 30 straight conference games at one point, you know, in a good te- good, good conference. So he, he knows what he's doing. That zone that they play, the traps that they run, um, I don't think Oklahoma handles it because I just think, you know, again, with this, like, you know, comparing it to the Syracuse game, yeah. when you're dealing with a one-off you know, team like Mississippi, who is talented. I mean, they've had some good wins. Oh, yeah. Um, in a much better conference, I think. Well, overall, I think a much deeper yeah. SEC than, um, you know, the Big 12 this year. So I'm going Ole Miss there. Yeah, and I'm going – I got the same thing because of two reasons. I'm going on the Kermit Davis factor as well. I think his coaching, and I also think just the better conference, and I just think Ole Miss is, is the better team. So Nice. All right, we'll go on here. Wisconsin. Okay, so agreeing you, so, again. Here. So wait, so you act okay, so you picked Virginia as well, so you're not going Gardner Webb. No, I'm not. Okay. Uh gotcha. let's go Wisconsin, Oregon, uh five twelve. So everyone's got their upset alerts up. But Ethan Happ comes back, has a pretty good year. Uh Wisconsin, two and seven against the best teams they played. That's a horrible record. Mm. Um Oregon, we know their story. They were a top team, but then lost ball ball. Early in the year, which was a tragic loss. It's a lot of balls my, to lose. A lot of balls to lose. And one of my favorite players early in the year, so I was devastated at that. But they came back, had a great stretch run, won the Pac-12 tournament, um, beating Washington. And, you know, Pritchard's a really good player, you know, who's come around for them. So this is interesting. I'm, I think the hotness factor might be something here. But uh, what do you like? Well, yeah, uh, that's a great point because the hotness factor could be the only factor in this one. Um Oregon eight in a row, is that? I, I think yeah, it was eight in a row right. to finish the season. Yes. Um, again, kind of in a feeble Pac-12, but no matter what conference you're in, especially especially a Power Five, they still beat a subpar UCLA if that's what we call them. They still beat a subpar Arizona if that's what we call them. But you still got to beat those teams. Yeah. So you know, I actually had the displeasure, as I will put it of watching the Pac-12 tournament, which, you know, luckily I hadn't eaten anything prior to or I would have potentially <laughs> had some sickness issues because it, it was about one of the most disgusting, like, displays of offense I had seen, um, not really by Oregon, but more or less by Arizona State and Washington, which the interesting thing was is I actually took from that that Oregon is actually a pretty defensive, a pretty decent defensive team, very athletic, um, I like the Pritchard kid, uh, the guard. He's actually he had a really good tournament. Um, they have King, you know, who's a McDonald's All-American. You know, he's the he was kind of the uh, the Batman and Robin to to Ball Ball. Um, so, you know, again, it's going to come down to 
the Big Ten team coming out of a stronger conference, one of the lesser teams in the conference maybe, but yet an Oregon team that just, you know, kind of probably just beat its way through a really bad Pac-12. And we, you know, we spoke before that, you know, we think that this, this could be the team that wins out of the three of them. Or, you know, all three of them could, you know, end up losing. So I'm going, I'm drinking the whiskey on this one. Um, and, and, and to my better judgment, because I do, I do know Oregon is a hotter team. Um, but I just think Oregon has just been beaten up on really bad teams. Now, could Wisconsin have won all eight of those games that Oregon won? Who knows? But, you know, Wisconsin tends to do a good job in the tournament. They tend to get it together. You know, only 10 losses, which that sounds, you know, a little crazy saying that about a Wisconsin team. But... You know, they they, yeah. they they were able to move through the minefield of the Big Ten. And, and you could argue the Big Ten was one of the best conferences of the year. Absolutely. You know, you, some, you can definitely make that argument. Absolutely. And Wisconsin, you know, they did beat Purdue twice. That's, you know, something. That's saying something. Uh, I, you know what? I was, I'm going to go Oregon just because Whoa. I'm going on the hotness factor oh, here. No. And, and as bad as the Pac-12 is, and that makes me angry because I used to love yes. watching the Pac-12. It was one of my favorite tournaments. Staying yes. up late night watching the Pac-12 was you know, it's a great thing to do. Yes. But, you know, they still have talented kids in those rosters. The teams aren't very good, but there's talented kids around there. Yeah. And, well, uh, Oregon's uh, extremely, ta- extremely very talented. athletic, very talented. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm going to go with that upset there. So, uh, all right, we'll see. Mm. Good, good, good game, though. Uh, yeah. Kansas State, UC Irvine, uh, Big 12 co-champion. Kansas State had a very good season. Uh, Dean Wade, very good player. Bruce Weber comes out here and, you know, continues running his good program. Uh, they're up against a UC Irvine team that won the Big Big West. Yes. A uh, very solid defensive team. Uh, it, interesting team. Yes. Uh, the, the chalk tells you to go Kansas State and not look back, but, you know, that's why you're here to figure that out. But I'm going to go Kansas State just because. That's not why I'm here to figure that out, because that game is one of the more interesting games. Because if you look at a team like Kansas State, who for most of the season was picked to dethrone Kansas for the first time in 12 years, a team that was literally just kind of on a historical run, you know, themselves and then kind of, you know, faltered a little bit towards the end. And then we know the success that Kansas State had last year with Weber. The thing that really is interesting to me is not that UC Irvine has 30 wins. I actually watched them play in their conference championship game against Cal State Fullerton which was a pretty bad team uh, in Cal State Fullerton, and they handled them you know, pretty easily, which they should have. UC Irvine's a good team. Um, but the fact, that, the fact that you have Kansas State as an as a only, now when I say only, as a five-point favorite in this game, it's very interesting because that actually means that people think uh, UC Irvine has a chance to win this game. Um, UC Irvine, I don't think, has the athleticism I don't think they have the size. Um, I think when you when you look at guard play, I think Kansas State has you know very strong guard play. Obviously, they're coming out of you know one of the best conferences in the country. Um, I don't see this as being a close game, and I think Kansas State, if they, I mean, if they can't get by, and it's a it's a favorable bracket for Kansas State. I think if they can get by UC Irvine and then potentially beat a Wisconsin or Oregon, I mean, they have a chance to play, you know, UVA in the Sweet 16. It's a great game, too. Yeah, great game. And, I mean, you know, Kansas State can grind UVA out. Yeah. So, I'm going to go Kansas State. 
Um, I mean, they can they can play a grind out game uh, with UVA, and they're defensively usually a very good team themselves. So I'm going Kansas State, um, and I know this is one of those. And usually a 13-4 game ends up somewhere, but I just I don't see this being that one. I just don't think. Um, yeah. By the way, UC Irvine has a very interesting um, son of a of a player, and that is Christian Velp, who his son is on that team. And Christian Velp for Pac-12 people is uh, he was actually at one point in time he was a player of the year at Washington. So they, they, if I remember correctly, I think they have three guys on their team, three players on their team whose fathers, you know, were very successful players <laughs> in college and it's NBA. So it's an really, interesting really cool recruiting a- a- angle that they yeah. have going there. And you know, UC Irvine was the favorite last year, thirty and five. That's a damn good season. Thirty I don't wins. Care what conference you're in? Yeah, yeah so thirty like, wins. Very interesting. Um, but again, but, I just think I think they get a pretty bad draw for them as far as stylistically. Yeah. Um, I just think Kansas State overall. And also, looking at UC Irvine, I mean, we like to do this. You know, they, they have a win over a really bad Texas A&M team this year, which if you step out of conference and take a look at it, I mean, it's a pretty decent win. Um, they beat a UT San Antonio team that's kind of an interesting team out of Conference USA, but not a very strong team. They lose to Toledo. They beat a St. Mary's team, which is kind of the only thing that kind of gave me a little bit of you know, like, you know, that's an interesting win for them. But then they get beat by 24 by Utah State. Yeah. So. Um, you know, so I just I don't see yeah. it. Like I said, I think Kansas State hangs on here. Now, I don't think UC Irvine. I don't think UC Irvine gets blown out. But I think, you know, I think it's I think it's a, a, a I think it's more than the minus five margin Kansas State's given right here. OK, let's go on. This is this this game I'm not really in love with. But um, Villanova, St. Mary's, St. Mary's pretty much stole a bit. You know, wouldn't have been in this tournament. They beat Gonzaga in that game, yes. got in the tournament, cost somebody else a, uh, at large. Villanova firing on all cylinders now, finally got it together, had a couple of bad losses in the season, blew a bad game here and there, but uh, got Booth going, got Pasco going, won the Big East, won the Big East tournament, held off Seton Hall in that, great, in that game to hang on and win the tournament. Uh, pretty impressive after you lose three picks to the NBA, NBA draft uh, and come back. But I love Villanova here pretty much. I don't think this is even a, a challenge for them. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you for the most part. I mean, it's an intriguing it's an intriguing matchup because, you know, St. Mary's is always, like, considered, you know, the stepdaughter of that conference um, after Gonzaga. It's always Gonzaga, St. Mary's, and then, you know, just kind of put your name in a hat. Yeah. Um, so... The the thing about Villanova is is they you know we kind of we kind of watched them earlier in the year and you and I discussed it. I mean they kind of had some awful games at the beginning of the season and then we said, you know what if they end up winning their 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 tournament? I think it was Battle of Atlantis or you know it was one of those tournaments they were in. They came back and won that tournament to the surprise of everybody. A lot of ups and downs in the Big East this year, but I think the Big East the parity in the Big East this year it, it's not your typical Villanova team. I actually think this is a team that Jay Wright's done a great job with. Very um, good job. Yeah, as far as just getting them to the dance. And, I mean, they, you know, again, he's he's a great tournament coach. The ability to win and, and come back and win the Big East again this year, you know, means a lot. Um, they actually have a pretty good bracket, you know, considering all that's happened to them. I mean, I think they still have a legitimate chance of getting to the Sweet 16. So I'm definitely I'm going Villanova here as well. Um, okay. Yep. Let's keep it moving. Yep. Uh, we got Purdue and Old Dominion. Uh, Purdue, oh uh, Matt Painter, you know, had another good year. 
three-point shooting sharp. One of the better three-point shooting teams, you know, in the Big 12. Uh, Edwards is a really good player for them. And Old Dominion from a conference you know pretty well, Conference yes. USA. They won that one outright. They won the tournament as well. Uh, so, but they're not getting a lot, a, lot, a lot of love. 14 seed. Yet, just to put it on parity, they're basically the same seed as Yale. Uh, so to, if you tell me the Conference USA champion has the same seeding as Yale <laughs> and Northern Kentucky, it's that's tough. really a tough break for yeah. Conference USA, who had good teams in it. But a um, little disrespect there. But, I mean, Purdue is, you know, had a great season. They could have won the, you know, big Big Twelve, Big Ten. Sorry, uh, but Old Dominion is just. They probably could have won the Big Twelve too, considering yeah. how the Big Twelve was. They yeah, could have probably point. won both yeah, conferences. Probably could have won both conferences. Um, yeah, I mean, if you, it, it's crazy because Old Dominion is a team again, like one of these teams, one of these like kind of teams that have gone under the radar. Old Dominion. Last probably five years, I mean, one of the upper echelon teams in Conference USA, they had to deal with Middle, middle Tennessee for a couple of years, which wasn't nice. I mean, that was not the easiest thing in the world to do. You know, but they were right there last year. Then Marshall, you know, had that huge run and, and you know, ended up making it to the tournament and ended up beating, you know, Wichita State last year. Old Dominion is a Jeff Jones coach team who, you know, Virginia fans obviously are very familiar with. You know, tough grinding, grinding out defensive style. They have a kid in Stith that can really shoot the ball. Um, you know, they have a kid named Amat Caver, who's a you know very talented you know first team All Conference USA player. You know, they're they're a team that I'm sure if you asked Purdue and they were being honest, they were one of those teams out of 14 that you know the teams you mentioned they would take those teams over Old Dominion. Um, another interesting fact is Conference USA has won a play has a won a first round game last four seasons, going back to the two Middle Tennessee teams, and then um, you know like last year even Western Kentucky won you know got all the way to the Final Four of the NIT. So Conference USA is a very tough conference. Um, they ended up beating Western Kentucky in the final. Who Western Kentucky had a ton of pre, you know non conference Power Five wins. Um, Purdue's been up and down. I mean, Edwards can be erratic, and that's what I think is going to be like the, the the big key here is whether uh, Edwards Carson Edwards has a big game. I mean, they show Purdue as being a 92% chance of winning that game, which I think is, you know, semi-comical. But, you know, look for Old Dominion to hang around. Uh, can, they, can they pull off the upset? Yes. Purdue should win, but this is probably another one of those stay-tuned games. I mean, I'm going to go with Purdue. Um in that game, but, you know, definitely, like I said, a stay tuned game. Agree. Uh, and I think the Conference USA disrespects a little much here, but I'm going to – that's a tough matchup to have to play Purdue in the first round, but I, I like Purdue as well. Uh, let's yep. keep going. Cincinnati yep. uh, gets the seven seed. Iowa uh, struggled, you know, two and six in their last ten games in the Big, Big Ten. Decent wins that got them in here. They beat Oregon, Iowa State, and Michigan. Those are three very good wins. Yes. Uh, but you have a Cincinnati team here with Mick Cronin got this team firing on all cylinders, playing great defense. Um, Jaron Cumberland, you know, he's having a really good year. He's averaging about 18 points a game. Yes. And they have two really nice wins. They beat Ole Miss. They beat UCF. They fought in that conference all year, you know, had to play tough games with Houston. Um, I like Cincinnati a lot. I think they're a gritty team. I think Mick Cronin's got them firing. But, yeah, Iowa just not, not – 
bringing it for me. I'm going to go Cincinnati. Yeah, and I think, I mean, you made some great points there. Uh, you know, in, in Cincinnati, it's not like Cincinnati has been beating the world. I mean, they lost to, to two tournament teams, you know, prior to their little streak in the you know, tournament. They, they, they lost to UCF by three, and then they got literally their doors blown off by Houston um, at home, which, you know, is not good. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you know, the thing with Cronin is, is, again, he tends to have these, you know, physical, physically tough, you know, mental, mentally tough, very demanding coach, um, has had good wins throughout the year. Uh, Iowa's been so up and down. But, you know, again, Iowa on any given night can perimeter, you know, a perimeter-oriented team that shoots the ball well. I'm going Cincinnati just because I like the way they're coming into the tournament. I mean, to beat Houston, to avenge a loss to a team that kind of dominated you there at the end, and to uh, also, you know, to beat, you know, to, to to come in on a streak like that, to beat Wichita State, to beat SMU, those aren't as impressive. But the Houston, you know, double-digit win, I thought they showed a lot of mental toughness. So I'm going Cincinnati there as well. Awesome. Uh, let's go with the next game. Tennessee, let's just give them the win here against Colgate. Uh, that's a pretty, you know. That's a toothpaste game. That's a toothpaste game right there in Tennessee. You know, tough loss there at the end, you know, in the conference tournament game to Auburn, but they'll bounce back. Yeah, you can't name um, your university after a toothpaste. Yeah, there you go. So let's just close this out with the Midwest right here. Uh, we're going to go a little bit quicker here just to get this thing out of the way. But Carolina, I know they want to give Tim Clewis some love with Iona. They had a horrible start to the season. Somehow found their way back in the NCAA tournament. And you think this will be a, this will be a, a let's not call it in the first half game, right? For, well, you would, you would Tarnos. like for it to be that way considering yes. what I don't happened need last the year. I don't need the heartache. C- considering what happened last year in the 116 game. But exactly. the thing with Iona is, is, is they will either – like literally put you on cardiac alert or they'll get beat by 40 in this exactly. game. Exactly. And that's so the, it's going to be one so of the other. Hopefully just, they give me the good one here. Yeah. I don't, we, we don't need a cardiac arrest. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to go out on a limb there and I'm going to go Carolina in that one. Okay. We got a Utah State team that, you know, won the Mountain West uh tournament uh with a good win over Nevada and you know, they have a kid Sam Merrill who's been just on fire, 21.2 points a game. Uh, very, very good team. Actually, I think they're the best uh, eighth seed in the whole in the tournament here uh, against the Pac-12 champions, uh, Washington, who, you know, basically with the standard of that team, the, I mean, that conference the entire year. And here their reward for that is they get a very tough matchup against Utah State. Um, you know, Washington, obviously, Matisse Theibel, who's like one of the best defensive players in the country. Yes. Pac-12 defensive all-first team. Uh, I don't know who I'm going to go. You go first, and I'll see who I like here. Well, this, this, this is, again, is one of those kind of games that, um, you know, Utah State is probably going to be the sexy pick. They're a minus two-and-a-half point favorite, which uh, is tough. I mean, you're, you know, Washington, you're the, you're the regular season champion. And, you know, uh, the basic the the basic premise was is even if they ended up winning the Pac-12 and beating Oregon, they were going to be a they were going to be an eight seed. So they basically lost the Pac-12 tournament and got a nine seed. So they basically just the the committee felt that they were just what they were, you know. And they're you know a talented team. You got Noel, um, who is one of the uh, who was actually you know uh, the player of the year in the Pac-12. Um, you got. 
you know, you got, like you said, you have, you have good perimeter defense in that, on that team. Um, Utah State has shown a level of mental toughness to be able to uh, come back and win that conference. And Utah State's a very good team. Um, you just don't know what Washington you're going to get. You just don't know if you're going to get the Washington that, you know, uh, manhandles UCLA and Arizona or the Washington that lose to Cal. You know, that's, that's kind of the question there. Washington has the athletes and the defensive perimeter, uh, the, the perimeter defensive uh, personnel to be able to shut down Utah State's team. But, you know, this is, this is definitely a tough one. I'm going to go ahead and go Utah State in that game um, just because I just don't believe in Washington. And just a bad, a bad way that they lost to Oregon, just feeble offensive um, execution. And I think Utah State is just – it's one of the, Utah State's one of those teams that is a tough out. Like, you have to beat them. They're not going to beat themselves. I agree, and I don't think Washington can do that. I'm going to go Utah State as well. I've been eyeing them a little bit. I actually think that this is a great matchup for them too because it's a team they can bully around a little bit and make quit early. Yeah. Um, all right, Auburn wins the SEC championship tournament. Uh, very nice wins. Uh, they have one of the fastest point guards in the country, and Jared Harper, who I like a lot, beat blew out the doors out of Tennessee in that final game. But uh, uh, this is going to be an interesting matchup because they're playing a New Mexico State team that's very balanced. They live in the paint. And it's one of those like scrappy type teams. But Auburn might be a little too much. What do you think? Yeah, I agree. Uh, Auburn has definitely shown a lot of character throughout the season. Um, you know, New Mexico State, like you said, their offensive efficiency is very intriguing as a team. I mean, any team that can win 30 and lose four, you know, you could pretty much be playing in any conference, and that's, I mean, you know, that's just overly impressive. Um, I just feel like, I feel like New Mexico State, if you're playing anybody that's a little less hotter than Auburn, I think they have a chance. I just, I really like you, like, like you said, I like, I like Auburn's physical tools here. I think I think they're uh I think they're um just overall team defense I think will be able to continue. I, and again, I don't think this is going to be a blowout, but I I think Auburn could win by double digits, but I don't think it's not going to be one of those like 5-12 games that gets out of hand, I don't think. Cuz New Mexico State, I think like you said, they're offensively very efficient, good team. Yeah. So, but I'm going Auburn. Uh, I like Auburn too. I just think they're they're just firing on all cylinders right now and, you know, Pretty good coaching performance there, to be honest. Uh, I agree. That guy knows how to get teams fired up. Uh, you know, he does. He, and and, and you think he was excited to beat uh, Tennessee? Oh, I think he just just a little bit just made his year. Let's just say that uh, Kansas having a horrible well for their standards. They're still a pretty good team, but having a really bad uh, season for their standards. Struggled a little bit. Lost big loss in Azubuque. Um, Vic was a very clutch player for them. He went down. They're relying on Lawson a lot right now. Finished, you know, meekly in the Big Twelve. They play a Northwestern team, Colonial Athletic champion, but they should get by on this. But what a poor year for Kansas, huh? Yeah, absolutely. And you know, knowing Bill Self. Um, you know, the way he'll redeem himself is by getting through this Northeastern team and then, you know, beating Auburn and making it to the Sweet 16. I mean, I could see that, but it's just a very odd Kansas team. It's a team that is not reminiscent of any Bill Self team that you're used to seeing. They're not mentally tough, a lot of, lot of breakdowns 
um, in games late. Um, you know, just sometimes not showing up. I mean, they lost they lost to Oklahoma by 13. Um, you know, when's the last time you could say that? I mean, Texas Tech beat them by almost 30. So, you know, it, it's not it's not your your grandfather's Kansas, that's for sure. And um, you know, looking at Northeastern, 0 and 6 against you know anybody that's that that's decent that you that you recognize their name if you saw it. Um, you know, in a pretty good conference, ended up upsetting a, a pretty good team in Hofstra, a local team that has a really good score. Um, but again, I think Kansas is going to be kind of pretty pretty locked in on this Northeastern team. And then, you know, obviously that brings up a, a great matchup in the second you know round potentially with Auburn. So yep. definitely going Kansas here. And then uh, uh, let's go Iowa State, Ohio State. Ohio State really, you know, struggled towards the end of the year. Tough second year for Chris Holtzman. They basically have to rely on Caleb Wesson all the time to get by. Right. Iowa State, inconsistent. They won the big – 12 tournament, though, and they have one of my favorite players in the country in Shyok. Uh Tough game to pick. but Local kid. Went to, went to well, not a local kid, but he went to Blair High School. In, um, yeah, and he's having Blair Town, New Jersey. a damn good college career right yes, here. Yes, he is. Season, Even in, in multiple locations. I mean, has, has U-Haul will travel, that guy. Yeah, and he's the reason I'm picking Iowa State here. I think he's too much for Ohio State, and I think they, they – uh, advance well again in this in this game it's uh you're you're it's it's very odd to think that Iowa State's had such a rocky year but I mean you know Ohio State another head scratcher 14 losses and gets an at large um you know a lot of teams I'm sure weren't weren't happy that their you know their phone didn't ring when it came to this game but I mean Iowa State what a run um a dominant run you know, to beat Kansas State, to beat Baylor, to beat Kansas. You basically beat three NCAA tournament teams to get there. Um, you know, this is a team that lost, you know, three games prior to that, losing to Texas, West Virginia, and Texas Tech. So, again, kind of Jekyll and Hyde. But in the Battle of Jekyll and Hydes, I'm going to go with the team that's hot. And Iowa State, like you said, Shyock. And, um, you know, he's done a great job yeah. uh, with that program, taking it over um, last couple of years. And yeah. Uh, Iowa State moves on. I don't believe in Ohio State at all. Either. I don't either. Uh, Houston, Georgia State. Houston, you know, Kelvin Sampson's a damn good coach. He's come out here and won the American Athletic with a pretty good Houston team that's got some big-time wins under their belt. You know, beat LSU, beat Utah State, beat Oregon with ball ball. Uh, Corey Davis is having a really good year. I like Armani Brooks a lot. This is a very, very good team. Actually, you know, I, I'm, they're going to be dangerous in this bracket. And it's it, they're getting slept on. Everyone's on North Carolina and Kentucky, but this this Houston team is dangerous. Yeah, I, you know Houston. Believe it or not, I mean Houston's the Wichita State of that conference now. You know Wichita State when they first came in, I mean they were the one with the thirty-one and three, you know type record. And and I mean you know Kelvin, Kelvin gets it done as long as he's not making phone calls. You know you know when he's not supposed to, uh, a la Indiana. Um, but done a great job like last year. I mean, you know, very similar team this year to last year. Uh, very tough, multiple uh, scorers, good defense, athletic. Now, didn't definitely didn't like the way they looked in the Cincinnati game for the, uh, you know, for the conference championship. But, um, again, I just think, you know, George, obviously, I mean, this is, this is also one of the biggest spreads. So, I mean, people are – 
you know, Vegas and, and, and the odds makers are thinking that, you know, basically you just roll the ball out and it's, it's going to be over with. But, you know, Georgia State historically has been one of those teams, you know, that has, has had success from a small major conference. Uh, you know, it's just the, question, the only question in this game is going to be is how does Houston react to, to, you know, basically losing the conference championship after having such a magical year. And I, and I, and I think Houston gets it done here. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, just keep an eye on this game early. I think you know Georgia State's scoring, and they can make threes. Georgia yeah, they State. they can make threes, and it, and if they hang around, I mean, who knows? You know, some yeah. some doubt might creep into Houston again. Okay, we're gonna move on to another good game. Well, I thought it was a good game, but then I started analyzing it, and I don't think it's that good of a game. But we got Wofford against Seton Hall. Wofford, you know, basically lost all games to any Power Five team they played this year. The one that mediocre Southern Conference. Seton Hall had a damn good year in the Big East. A good job by Kevin Willard. Uh, they beat Kentucky at one point this year. And let's, let's be honest, had a great uh, Big East tournament. Could have won that very, very easily if Miles Powell's shot goes down uh, against Villanova. But player to watch, obviously, Miles Powell, averaging 22.9 points a game. Very, very talented kid. Yep. Uh, I love Seton Hall here. I just don't even think it's a threat. I like nothing about Wofford. But um, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I, I totally agree. I mean, if you look at, you know, Wofford, you know, they, they were within 10 of, of Carolina, um, you know, then kind of – kind of double- Carolina last year, actually. Yeah, actually, so double-digit losses to pretty much every Power Five, including, you know, so they, they lose to Carolina, they lose to Oklahoma. Um, they do actually beat – they do actually beat South Carolina, which, you know – at the beginning of the year, probably wasn't as good of a win, but ended up being a really good win as South Carolina actually got into the mix there towards the end. They get the their doors blown off by then number two Kansas. Um, you know, in, the, in their conference um, is actually a pretty pretty decent conference. Like, I like UNCG out of that conference. I mean, I think they had, you know, 25-plus 20, wins this year. Uh, Chattanooga is usually a, I mean, it, it's a it's an underrated conference, but when you look at Seton Hall and what they've been able to do this year, and like you said, Miles Powell and and those guys, I mean, I think a lot of athleticism, yeah, a lot of a lot of toughness too, because they they kind of do it. You know, Kevin Wheeler's been doing it all the way back to his Iona days, overachieving quite a bit yep. with uh, less lesser talent, even with the Whitehead teams. But you go Seton Hall there, and then you you know you kind of uh, hope for that. Kentucky getting by the Abilene Christian game, which is our next and final one in that region. Yep, and let's just put Kentucky in there. I mean, you know, uh, no, let's just put Kentucky. In yeah. There. So, and, and I would, I, I would honestly like to know out of out of uh, all of America, what point oh one or less percentage even know has ever even heard of uh, Abilene uh, Christian? Yeah, listen, I actually Who saw, even knows they're a Division one school? And their uh, their conference tournament game just randomly happened to be on TV, and I was just looking at it for about ten seconds, and I was like, okay, that's fine. That'll and you thought nice. that was an NAIA or a Division two national like, oh, championship? Very interesting game that is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, let's put it. All right, we just gave you probably the most comprehensive review of the first round of the NCAA tournament that you will find everywhere. Game by game analysis, great stuff here from Pizzle. This was awesome. So now we're just going to finish this out. We don't have a ton of time left. Uh, we're going over a little bit. But these games are all hypothetical because who knows who will win and who will lose. So I'm going to put you on the spot. You've gotten yourself down there to the next round. Let's just pick some of these games, see who you like. And then Sounds good. next week we can go back and analyze everything in more depth. But uh, Duke and who do you have there, Duke and UCF? 
So I have uh, I have the, uh, the the taco crumbling in that one, and I have uh, UCF going down to old uh, Mount Zion and the uh, Dukies. All right, like that, lot on a limb there. And what's your next game there? What do you have? Mississippi State and uh, and Vatech. That that's probably one of the toughest ones. Um, in, you got to make a quick one. In that one. second round, yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go the Fighting Buzzsaws in that one. Okay. Uh, so. Good pick. So Vatek and Duke and so you got Vatek yep. and Duke in there, and who do you like there, Vatek in that matchup? Oof, that's that's familiarity there. Vatek beat Duke, but that was without Zion. Yeah, you figure the math has to be on the side there of like revenge yeah. and all that. Yeah, uh, you you figure that. I figure Vatek can only go so far. Yeah, turn point. Absolutely. But all right, we go down there. You had an upset with Belmont, I yes. believe. Yes. And now because of that, they get to play LSU. In a, in a nice game there. Do you like Belmont keeping the momentum going, or is this a one-and-done situation? Well, yeah, I got uh, I have Belmont beating Temple and then Belmont beating Maryland. So now you're asking them to win yes. three in a row. So and now, uh, now they're within the Nas beating. reading them. Yeah. And, I, and, and again, I, I, I said, you know, LA, that, that Yale team could end up springing that upset, but I got – I have Belmont making it to the Sweet 16 and being this year's Loyola Chicago. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> All right. That's what I got. Let's put that in. And now do you have the a The real Bruins. Okay. And that would mean that they would have to now, I would assume you're going to pick Michigan State over Louisville here. Yeah, that's a tough one. The uh, the fighting Izzo's, I'm going with them just like Louisville all year long. I think they they do some greatness and then do some not so greatness. And then so I got the uh, fighting Izzo's playing Bruins 2.0 in uh, the Sweet 16. Okay, and now here you go. Now, that's the matchup everyone's been waiting for because everyone just believes that Michigan State got screwed here. But yeah. I'm going to go because our bracket is pretty much the same here, except I got LSU instead of Belmont. Yeah. Uh, pretty chalk if you think about this. But I've been waiting for this matchup. I'm going to go Michigan State over Duke. I think this is, this is Izzo's Woo! deepest team. I think this is a team that can beat anybody. I mean, look at the – Look at look at the people they've lost, right? If anybody you know, can, it's, it's Nick it's, it's Ward, yeah. uh, Langford out for the entire season. Nick Ward missed a ton of games, but Cassius Winston has been one of the toughest players. He reminds me a little bit of these old Michigan State guards that are kind of like yeah. don't look athletic and don't look like they do a lot, but they can give you a hard time. A little and Mateen I, Cleaves little, action. Mateen Cleaves action, exactly. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So I'm going there. What about you? Interesting. Um, yeah, so I have Duke Michigan State there too. Um I just it's something about Zion and it's something about the ability that he just has that will to win and he has that that desire not to lose. And again, Michigan State as great as they've been all year long, six losses, um, up and down, and and I I, I make I, a quick one. Go, I go into the head. Let's go. I go there, Duke <laughs> over over Michigan State. Okay, which yeah. is uh, you know that's a, that's a good pick. Yeah. All right, let's go down in this bracket to the West. <laughs> Just giving you some credit, man. Yeah. Uh, you had Gonzaga. Yep. Uh, and you had Syracuse. Ooh, upset alert. Upset alert possibility with the Cuse over the Zags. Um, yeah. Just, uh, but I'm gonna go Gonzaga just because of their balance. I'm going Gonzaga too because I just don't think that. Uh, not his best Syracuse team. Uh, exactly, and that's the main reason why. Yeah. I think if they were a better offensive team, I think they could maybe give them a little bit of a problem, but I think that's a comfortable game. I think the battle um, will be lost there, pun intended. This game right here is a mess because it's it's two it's two boxers going at each other, but Marquette and Florida State. But well, yes. I'd love, love, love to see what's going to happen here with, with that defense that Florida State plays with Leonard Hamilton. Yeah. 
Marquette. Uh, I'm going to go Marquette, but I don't know. What you oh, jeez. Well, I'm going Florida State just based off the fact that Marquette's been so up and down throughout that conference, and they've lost to teams that are a lot worse than Florida State. Um, so I'm going to go Florida State to meet the Zags in what would be another you know, must-watch game. Marcus Howard versus Florida State is a very Ooh. good matchup. That, him versus that defense is going to be very, very good. So. That is true. And the but, Housers versus that front right, line of right. the uh, and, of the and I And I just realized my pick goes against my entire you know, ACC uh, powerhouse thing, but one of these teams is going to get tripped up. It can't be an ACC fest here. So This is uh, true. Florida State, there it is. Uh, Buffalo mm-hmm. against Texas Tech. Right. I like Texas Tech. I think the Buffalo Cinderella story ends right there. I just think Texas Tech's too tough, and uh, and they've they've been waiting for this this part of the tournament. Yeah, it's interesting. Days. I mean, I, I the Buffalo could be loyal to Chicago. Belmont could be loyal loyal to Chicago, but I mean, if you're gonna do it, you're gonna have to have beaten either St. John's, Arizona State, and then Texas Tech if you're Buffalo. So that's not an easy task. And Texas Tech is just really good. Yeah, I go I'm Texas Tech. Them a lot. Yeah, I go Texas Tech coming out of there to then, you know, potentially play either Nevada or Michigan. And I got to and I get and we're both big Culver City fans and can't you see him just being a guy that gets everyone's attention in the tournament and he just starts, you know, car- not carrying a team but really really making some noise. Right. Um so that's that's one Have of your trainers that. on hand when you're playing Texas Tech cuz they will grind you and you will likely end up with a boo-boo at some point. <laughs> and we're going to go Nevada Michigan and a tough Woo! tough tough game for poor Nevada who had to struggle in that tournament loss and now their reward is a gritty Florida team and then if you get by that you now you got to play one of the best teams in the country yeah um I am all over Michigan in nobody's this. making fr- a beeline for Michigan no at this point. and our friend Jeff will be very, very happy with what we're picking here but I'll say this though this 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 will be a sweaty mouth game right Nevada's not going to show up here and just get blown their doors get and because Michigan's been prone to do that. They blew the doors off Minnesota in that game in the yeah. Big Ten tournament. Well, buddy, I'm going to tell you, you're on your own on that one because I'm picking Nevada in that game. Let's go, Eric Musselman. Yeah, because I'm flexing my muscles with Nevada because just Michigan's up and down nature this year. Nevada has not been up and down. I mean, they've basically had two hiccups uh, for the most part all year, uh, which were in conference, which, again, is a very underrated conference. They've been there, done that. Um, I am a little concerned about Caroline, but I'm just and, – and, and Beeline does such a great job, but I, I just could, could see Nevada making it to the Sweet 16. I'm going that route. Woo. Yep. Solid. Man, that's good stuff. But mm-hmm. the, uh, our friend Jeff will not be pleased with that. This is true. But let's go. When is he up? <laughs> Gonzaga Marquette. Uh, I actually am going to go with an upset here. I love mm-hmm. Gonzaga. I think they've had a, a very good year, and they've got a ton of talent. And Huchimora – one of the best players in the country. They'll get Killy back, too. They've had a, a very good year. But there's something about these teams that don't play meaningful games for most of the year. And they, as much as their win against Duke was great, right. Duke was very sloppy at that time in the year. There were you know, a bunch of freshmen getting their stuff together. Marquette is going to make this game a mess. They're going to they're gonna play some – they're going to do with typical Biggie style, you know, play tough. Give this team a hard time. I actually think that this is a, a weird sleeper here, but I'm going to go with Marquette just because I think that they they match up with Gonzaga and they could give they could give them a hard time. Well, it's going to be even a weirder sleeper for me because I have Florida State there. Oh, here we so, go. so not, but, neither of us. Yeah, but I have no, but I have Florida State in the upset, which would uh, you know it would be an upset four over a one, just for the standpoint that 
Florida State, again, coming out of the ACC, the length, the athleticism, the, the defensive ability. Gonzaga, although they did beat Duke, Duke was a little hungover off the uh, – the pina coladas yeah. and and the uh, the shirts the uh, the Hawaiian shirts, so you know my thing is is that I think Florida State battle tested, you know proven wins, it's a it's an upset but I don't think it's a huge upset. No, just, it's not a huge upset yeah. at all. And I actually think you know if you look at the way Florida State's played the you know later half in the season, they've been one of the best teams in the country. They're a top ten yes. team, so you know good pick there. But down two with six minutes to go yo, against Duke. Exactly, Michigan State, Texas Tech. I mean, I mean, I had Michigan versus yeah, Texas I have Tech. Nevada. I'm gonna go. Uh, oh, I'm gonna go Michigan here because Beeline just scares me. I don't think he can lose this game. But who do you have, uh, well, Texas they, Tech or Nevada? Those are familiar, uh, familiar foes. Um, I'm going to – I mean, Texas – even if it's Texas Tech, Nevada, I, again, I just think Texas Tech, what they were able to do this year for most of the season uh, with Kansas to even be in that running and just, you know, kind of see it to the finish line even though they had the, the stumble there. I mean, I think, you know, I think he, uh, by far one of the, the – best coach teams in the country. Um, they believe in their system. They do what they do. Nevada does too. I mean, if it's Nevada there or if it's Michigan, great, you know, great uh, programs, well-coached teams. I'm going to go Texas Tech, making it to the Elite Eight again. Um, and then Florida State, Texas Tech, that's a damn good game. Woo! That's a That is a damn good game. And, I mean, I can't. In I your scenario, I think I like Texas Tech. I do too. I, I I can't imagine Florida State being in the Final Four, um, so I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Texas Tech. the 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 crazy part about the way that this bracket has ended up is is it's just not the strongest season for the Big Twelve. But if it you know if you're to take if I was to take one team out of the Big Twelve, I would take Texas Tech. Hundred so percent agree with so that. So I'm gonna go Texas Tech, making it there to the. Uh, and I'm going to go Michigan. Uh, I think that Marcus Howard run ends there, and I think Michigan just, just advances. I think they're the best team in this bracket, actually, if okay. I had to put a gun to my head. That, so yeah. I'm, I'm going to go there. So uh, let's get to the final four later. Let's clean the rest of this stuff. So we go okay. back to the south. We got Virginia and Ole Miss. I'm mm. going to go uh, – I don't think this is where Virginia's season ends. I think they advance. I think they suffocate Ole Miss. I don't think – Ole Miss doesn't have the player that can dominate that game. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna go with Virginia there. The 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 only thing I see there is if if Ole Miss gets by Oklahoma, I don't know if UVA can suffocate Ole Miss as much because of their zone. It's gonna be a little bit of dual suffocation. Good point. It could be strangulation by suffocation between those two guys. I mean, <laughs> that could literally be like a 40-38 game. Excellent point. So, uh, but I do think UVA, you know, with the better body of work, um, you know, with the 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 better overall offensive players um so i'm gonna end up going uva there as well okay let's go with oregon kansas state uh, and i have whiskey but you have oregon uh, yeah who so i have or have oregon kansas state and i'm gonna keep uh kansas state going there what okay. about yours uh wisconsin or hey, you know wisconsin has magic wisconsin has magic in the uh, tournament and 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 i actually love that wisconsin uva matchup and think that wisconsin has a shot there, even though they just been god awful as far as consistent. Um, I like what Kansas State did last year. I think they have a similar style of a team this year, but I'm gonna go Wisconsin in the upset. Okay. Over 
which is not really an upset. It's a five over a four, but I'm going Wisconsin there. And then I'm gonna, let's let's actually just play this out while the teams are fresh in our heads. So I'm going to go Virginia, Kansas State. Uh, I'm going to go Virginia again uh, right there. I just don't think Kansas State's the team that knocks them off. Okay. But Kansas State, th- that's a dangerous game right there. And that's a game right there that, that could see a tripping of Virginia up. And we talked about this actually earlier in the year. Problem with Virginia is when they're in a dogfight and they need someone to make a basket, who is it? Is it going to be Kyle Guy? Who's the, who's the person that's going to sit there and it, get it them a bucket when they need it? Exactly. <laughs> and that's what scares me about yeah. them making a run. I just don't think – I just don't think it's here at Kansas State. But uh, what about you with uh, Wisconsin and Virginia? Well, and this is where I think UVA's you know season ends. Um, I go with Wisconsin, which I mean, God, that who I, I I couldn't have imagined myself saying that Wisconsin makes it to the Elite Eight. But you know, I just I like the matchups. I mean, I think they beat Kansas it's State. It's a matchup but, game. Yeah, it's a matchup game, and I think UVA, like you said, when it comes down to it, they're going to struggle. I mean, the the whole key to Wisconsin is if they're shooting it. I mean, if Ethan Happ is playing well, they have a chance. Um, So I'm going Wisconsin to upset UVA. Okay, Purdue, Villanova, and mine, I think you have the same. Uh, This is going to be a – what a – oh, God. I I don't – my gut – because we got to do this quick. So my gut is going to be I'm going to go with Purdue. I think Villanova is just not that good this year. And I think the Big East is a little bit overrated. I just think Purdue is the kind of team that could give them Villanova a little bit of a hard time. I agree. I think uh, I think Nova, you know, either usually goes out early or they make it all the way. Um, just you know, historically. Yeah, that's usually but, a pattern. Yeah, you know, I just it, it I think it's more a fact of of not believing in Purdue as much as as much as believing in Villanova. But I do like the team ball that Nova plays. I do like the fact that you know they do have a couple of pieces that they can kind of look towards, and, and I like the way they grinded out the Big East tournament. I'm gonna go Nova feasting on some Purdue. Okay. Um, there. Cincy, Tennessee. This is another tough game for me because I love both teams a lot. But I've Oof. I've been on Tennessee the entire season. Uh, they've not shown me anything that, and I actually think them getting blown out in that Auburn game was very good for them. I think they needed to know, like, hey, you know, you're not just gonna step on the court and and out out talent everybody. So uh, I'm gonna go Tennessee there. I like the I like the. The the stick to itiveness and the the fight in Cincinnati. I like the I like the fighting mix. I do too. Um, I like the way that they were able to beat a very very good Houston team and kind of manhandle them. But you're talking about a Tennessee team that was number one in the country for a long time, and um, you know Williams and 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 the Admiral. Um, I go Tennessee there. Okay, and then we got. Tennessee, it just gets – who do you got in the next in the next round there? Nova or Tennessee? I got I, – again, like I said, you either pick Nova to, to get knocked off early or you, you see them going all the way to the to – the, at least to the uh, Sweet 16 and then potentially Elite 8. I'm going to take Nova with the upset just because a couple of times this year when Tennessee has stumbled, it's been against teams that were, you know – upper echelon teams and, and upper caliber teams similar to Nova. And if Nova gets running and gets going in this tournament, they're going to be, they're going to be a tough out. I like, I like Nova with the upset there and not, not, not 100%, but I would lean towards that one. Okay. And in mine there, I'm going to go uh, Tennessee over Purdue. I think now they're rolling and in that next game, Virginia, Tennessee, I think that's going to be one of the best games of the tournament. I'm telling you, this is, this is one where I really believe the one and two are going to meet but I like Tennessee. I think that they have the weapons. Grant Williams, this is a Grant Williams game. I think they're going to have a hard time with him. And um, 
I think they beat Virginia. I think they make it to the Final Four. Okay. And I, obviously I have a different finish there. So I yeah. have Wisconsin against Nova. And I'm going to end up going Nova to make it to the Final Four. And I'll say this. If that happens, that's another damn good job by one of the better head coaches in the country. Absolutely. That, that, to do that again, uh, you know, after, after last year is very, very impressive. Absolutely. So, uh, all right, let's creep down here. Uh, UNC, Utah State. <laughs> Oof. I don't like this game as a UNC Oof. fan. I'm going to try to take my fanhood out of the way for a second. So I'm going to really Oof. look uh, – uh, still fighting Utes. I still think UNC advance. I don't think Utah State enough uh, scoring to keep up. But uh, it's a dangerous team. I mean, I uh, like UNC as long as you know. Merrill could give him a hard time, though. You you get a guy absolutely. like a guy like that who comes in and, and gives gives someone a hard time. That could be a hard time game. So yes, very very efficient score, high level. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I I'm a big fan of North Carolina as long as uh, Zion Williams is not across from them. Um, so yeah, I mean, I like North Carolina in this one as well. A tough tough game likely. Depends on what Washington takes out of Utah State. If Utah State gets by Washington pretty easily, then I think UNC is their big game that they're up for, yeah. and they could end up giving you know North Carolina a tough, tough deal. But as you know, you know with Roy, it's either early exits or national championships. So he doesn't, yeah, he doesn't, he doesn't like like the middle parts. He doesn't like the middle part, and no. sometimes he does. I mean, he's been to a lot of Sweet Sixteen, so that's yes. a good thing. But that's like good. the 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 one thing about this game is. Uh, yeah, it's 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 dangerous, but I think they'll be yeah. ready for it, and I think that's fine. And the next one, Auburn, Kansas, another good one. I think this Oof. is where Kansas season just miserably dies. I think this is a. T- I don't believe. I think Kansas goes one of two ways. Either they just somehow get hot, someone on that team gets hot, Lawson yeah. or someone, and they just go firing away and make a bunch of upsets, or yeah. just dies a slow, cruel death. I honestly think if they had a better first round matchup, they'd probably go out there. Yeah. But I'm gonna go Auburn there. I think Auburn is gonna. Is gonna really give him a hard time. Yeah, I agree. Um, When's the last Harper, fast guard like Harper who can get in there, and and Okik, uh, Chuma. Yeah, uh, this is, uh, I'm 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 on Auburn here. Yeah, and I mean, you know, was the last time you seen a Kansas team with nine losses? <laughs> so you know, it's 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 one of two ways: either Auburn, you know, underachieves or Kansas overachieves. That's what it comes down to, and that's crazy to think that. That Kansas losing to Auburn would be Kansas would be Auburn overachieving, and or Kansas underachieving. But I got Auburn just because of again just the toughness uh, they've shown all year mm-hmm. long and the inconsistency that Kansas has shown. And I'm gonna go UNC here. I just think Auburn's run ends there. I think they're a good team. I know winning the SEC tournament is nice, but you know ACC, um, SEC regular season. You know they weren't they were you know okay. I don't think they're the type of team that can beat a UNC here. I think UNC keeps rolling on, uh, and they win that game. Yep, I, and I, I tend to agree because, as I was saying, I think actually North Carolina has a type of team that can pretty much beat anybody any day. Um, and I just, you know, I think this team is constituted to – for this, this is an NCAA type of a team that North Carolina has. They're very deep. Uh, no superstars, per se, you know, um, but they have – a few guys that are, you know, likely NBA it's a cool, players. It's, it's a cohesive team, you know. Yeah. Cameron Johnson's having a phenomenal year. Right. Great year shooting the basketball. Kobe White is one in the conversation, right. a freshman of the year outside of the Duke guys. Right. Uh, and He's their motor as well. Yeah, but they have some gritty guys that they never had down low, like Garrison Brooks and, you know. Right. 
and even just players that can 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 lock down. And they showed a lot of grit yeah. throughout the season. I mean, yeah, you know. I mean they had a hard time. They got blown out that day at Louisville, and it looked like it could go left, and they just bounced right back from that game. Won yep. a lot of tough games. Uh, still have a hard time beating Virginia, but luckily that's not in this bracket. Exactly. So go on and. Let's go down here. Iowa State, Houston, really, really, Woo! really good game. Actually, that would be that probably would be one of the top games in the in the the next round. Yeah, I, I'm gonna sneak Houston here because I like the Woo! way they play. Um, and Iowa State a little inconsistent. But I think I'm gonna go Houston. Well, I'm gonna go Iowa State just based off the fact that as crazy of a season Houston had. They, I just did not like the way they looked against Cincinnati. I mean, they just literally looked like they were just deflated. So they're going to have to bounce back. They're going to, you know, they'll yeah. get a good bounce back against Georgia State. I think Iowa State, the finish they had, I think they ride that in to a big win against Ohio State. And then I think they knock off Houston here on a phenomenal season. But I think they knock off Houston here. Agree. Uh well, disagree, disagree, but agree with your uh, agree points. To disagree. Agree to disagree, but agree <laughs> with your points, but disagree with the pick. But All right, sounds whatever. good. Uh, sounds good. Uh, this is another tough game. For you, it would be uh, – you have Seton Hall, Kentucky as well. So yes. Kentucky. I, I Listen, Marcus – Another can, one. All right, let's just ask that question. Can another Seton one. Hall give Kentucky a, a, a game here? Well, with Seton Hall, you're talking about a predominantly – you know, a predominant – Upper upperclassman team, a team you know that again has been through the grind of uh, the Big East in Kentucky. You're talking about a young team that looks like it really started kind of ebbing and flowing at the right time. Um, you know, it's either one of those. And, and I mean, obviously, I could see whoever wins this game winning the next game against Iowa State. So it's a tough call because I think Kentucky has the talent. I think Kentucky's yeah. playing well. Let's point out some of their players real quick that have been, you know, yeah. like P.J. Washington. Yes. Very good year. Yes. I love Reed Travis. I think that guy's an NBA talent. Yes. Uh, Keldon Johnson's had a good season for them. Uh, Richards, Montgomery, they have a deep – I mean, they have a good team. They do. They do. And Seton Hall is pretty much, you know, uh, you know, it's the mile show. Yeah. And, um, you know, but they're gritty. Like I said, they're tough. Uh, a lot of close games. Lot, lost a lot of close games this year. Um, I'm going to go Kentucky. I'm going to go Kentucky just kind of based by default on on uh, the competition. And I do mean, you have them over Iowa State? I do. Okay, so let's pencil them in. That's a You know, I do too. I have Kentucky beating Houston. Um, I wanted to go Houston there. I just don't, I U just don't think they have enough. UNC have, Kentucky. Woo! Which is a war. <laughs> I'm going to go UNC here only for one reason. Kentucky won that game earlier in the year, and UNC was not at all playing to their defensive optimum at that point. And they allowed Reed Travis to just destroy them in that game. Uh, I actually think they bounced back. I think this is a game they've been circling for a long time. Wow. I think if they would have had a chance to play, they love avenging their losses this year. Um, I think that UNC – ekes this one out although this this could be a classic if, if it comes to fruition so but i'm going yes. unc yeah i mean I, you know again i i just love unc's grit this year i think they you know they've answered the bell a lot of times kentucky out of an sec that was really deep for most of the year and then kind of at the end just kind of became top heavy um that i, I thought it was a conference that could possibly get like six or seven teams in um, so yeah, I mean, that's, this is, this is, this to me is probably the toughest of the, uh, elite eight games, you know, but I'm going to, I'm going to go UNC just based off the fact that I think they can beat anybody 
with the exception of maybe Duke, to be honest. Yeah, fair enough. And, yeah. you know, that's a pretty good pick. So let's go to our final four real quick. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have Nova in there against UNC, which is yes. a rematch of the championship game from a few years ago. Yes. Uh, a st- stinging game that we don't really want to discuss right now, but let's just go into this rematch here. You know? Yes. Well, so, I mean, I'm, I'm going to go UNC there. Uh, just kind of based off the fact that, again, I just don't think it's the best Nova team we've seen. I don't think they have um, NBA talent just kind of scattered around like they did last year, having three guys playing in the league, um, significant minutes this year. So I think UNC um, gets it done. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that's a very, very – Good pick in my and, and the that's, funny that's funny actually, thing is is looking at yeah looking at the other side so you're going you're going UNC as well over who do you have UVA no so I have UNC in Tennessee here oof and okay this is gonna hurt me you're gonna I'm, go Tennessee only for one reason because you think they'll win I think they'll <laughs> win but I, this is the problem I have I'm asking now UNC to beat Kentucky and Tennessee back to back oof. And that is that's your that is asking a lot. Mm. Can it happen? Yeah, but um, if I was gonna pick UNC to win the entire tournament, I guess I tip my hand there a little bit. I would do it, but I'm gonna go Tennessee because I just think that's a, that's a tall order. Oof, gut punch. It yeah. does hurt me to say that. I yeah. hope I'm wrong. I hope this is the, this bracket just goes in the trash can. Yeah, but which you likely you got, will. Yeah, which you likely which will. Likely will. You gotta put your fanhood to the side yeah, for a minute though. Absolutely. So there we go. So I got Tennessee in that. You have UNC. Yep. Let's go to the other side here. And uh, uh, go ahead. You have uh, Duke. Yes, and Texas Tech. Okay. And I have the one thing, the, the quick point I was going to make is the one thing that we haven't talked about with Duke is how poor of a shooting team they are. Very poor, yeah. And they don't the, have that guy that can kill you The only reason, yeah, the only reason, and, and I mean, you know, you got guys like Reddish who can get extremely mm-hmm. hot, and I think – Zion and crew kind of carry them through the Virginia Tech game into the Michigan State game. And then I see like potentially a, a Cameron Reddish, um, you know, explosion in the Michigan State game to kind of get them through that. And then they get to like a Duke Texas Tech game. And as we spoke about before, I mean, Texas Tech is probably one of the biggest grinder teams, um, which reminds a lot of like how kind of UVA plays. And I just, it's, I can't see Texas Tech getting to the national championship. I think they're good enough. I think Duke, Texas Tech game, I think Duke, uh, their athleticism and their overall team talent and their you know role players that Coach K has been able to kind of evolve around that team. I mean, a Duke-UNC national championship. Or the world would explode. The world would explode, but that's, what, that's how my bracket ends up. It goes Duke-UNC, and I love Texas Tech. Uh, but I'm going. That here. is the craziest bracket I've ever seen. It's amazing. I love it. I actually, if I that go play it right it, away. Listen, that if that were to happen, not only would it be the highest rated final of all time, it'd be one of the. And I said this the other day, and I actually said this to um, to someone we know. I was actually going to text it to you as well, but in the last five minutes of that game the other day with Duke UNC, I said they should just cancel the entire yeah. tournament. Whoever wins this game right here is just a champion. champion. Just Carmen. Yeah, I, I thought it was that great of a game. I thought I it was that well played, although yeah. Carolina shot horribly from three. But yeah. if I actually think this deserves a part four. I um, agree. It would be a dream, but I... The likelihood for this to happen is probably in the uh, 10 percentile, but this is the way that my bracket 
you know, broke hey, down. the brackets break how they break. And I'm yes. going to go, and this is tough because I had a similar issue here where I got Michigan and Michigan State. That would mean they played mm. for a fourth time now. Mm. And I'm asking Michigan State to beat Michigan four times in yeah. the season. <laughs> Guess what? They do it. Oh, I'm telling no. you right now. Oh, shots fired. I, I actually think the worst game they played was the last game where they should have lost. I mean, Jordan Poole, you know, pretty much put up a shot yeah. um, that he was fouled on. Yes. They could have won that game. I thought Michigan State didn't play well, but the fact that they won without playing well is pretty scary. I think they would beat Michigan again. Um, and then I have a Michigan-Tennessee final. And I, th- I, think, I actually think Michigan-Tennessee – I think Michigan State's the best team in the country. Woo! Minus the star power of Duke and all that. I actually think that the, the job that Izzo's done, and it's not even the tournament yet, the job that he's done to win the Big, the Big Ten, win the Big Ten tournament – with the injuries they've had, I think has been this is a deep team. Deep teams are dangerous teams because they'll just keep they'll keep firing guys. Now, normally in the NCAA tournament, you get your five best guys. They play the entire game, and that's that. The games aren't that long. It's not one where you really need a deep team. But I think the way Izzo rotates them in and out for circumstances, situation, I think is very very good. I just think they're a hard team to beat, and and that's what I got going through. Mm. But we just did that. Real quick, just to fill it all out. Who knows what will happen. But we'll be back again next week to go after you know the real games. Yes. We'll see what happens after this crazy weekend. And we'll have to analyze it all again. But uh, Pizzle, thank you. Always a pleasure. Amazing job as always. Get and your we'll popcorn have, ready. Get your popcorn ready. for. Is this the best weekend of the year oh, for, for basketball fans? I mean, so it the, has to be, right? So, the, uh, yeah, the opening, the opening uh, tournaments, you know, the hula shirts, the Bahamases. That's probably is at, it's probably secondary to this, but I don't think there's anything in sports outside of maybe if you're a big soccer fan in the World Cup. This is the World Cup of, of, of America. Yep, and they do it every year, and this is the best time of year. So, everyone, good luck on your brackets. Uh, ours will probably be busted by the next time we talk to you next week. <laughs> but uh, good luck to everybody. Thank yes. you again, Pizzle, and we'll be back next week to, to talk about the next rounds. But uh, all right, see Bye you guys later. Bye. All right, special thanks to Sean Pizzle for coming through and giving us his picks and breaking down the bracket with me. Um, hope you guys enjoyed that. We're going to close this thing out with some picks by our resident gambling expert, Mike G, a.k.a. Veli. So, uh, Mike, take that away. Tell us what you got. Welcome to Veli's Top Picks of the Week. Do you all like winning money? Are you all sick of paying your bookie? Well, then you've come to the right place today. We're going to focus on the NCAA tournament. Now I'm going to give you my three top plays of the opening weekend. So here we go. Pick number one. Take Auburn minus six and a half against New Mexico State. I just think Auburn... Super talented, a lot of seniors, pissed off about where they were uh, placed, seated in this tournament, and I think they come out and uh, romp New Mexico State. Pick number two, Florida plus two against Nevada. I think Florida's a hot team. I think they underachieved a little bit this year, and I think they can make it pretty far in this tournament. Nevada, I think the complete opposite. I think they're kind of an overachieving team, kind of struggled down the stretch a little bit. Uh, I just see Florida experience here, and I like I like them to win the game outright. Pick three, 
Villanova minus five and a half against St. Mary's. This one was tough, but I just think Villanova's experience in this tournament and coaching is just going to get them. The conference they play in is just going to get them through this game. St. Mary's is a good team. They beat Gonzaga, and that's why they're even here, definitely in this tournament. They won the West Coast Conference, so... um, you know, they're hot down the stretch as well. If they're firing threes left and right and hitting them, they could beat anyone. But I would lay the five and a half here with Villanova. So there you have it. Belly's top picks for the first rewritten rules podcast. You can expect a lot of fun stuff coming out of this segment. This one was kind of straight business. There's not much going on right now other than the tournament, a little bit of NBA, a little bit of hockey, but I wanted to do this one straight NCAA tournament. In the next couple weeks, might be a lot of NCAA tournament too, but we're going to hit every sport on this segment. We're going to hit soccer, tennis, NBA, college basketball, all college sports. Um, I'll even throw in some cricket there if, 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 I, if that's my pick for the week. It don't matter to me as long as we make the money. So definitely check out Rewritten Rules each week, and I'll see you next time. This Veli out. There you have it. Uh, thanks again, Veli, for those picks. And like he said, expect a lot in that segment. Uh, it should be a fun one. So I want to thank everybody again for listening. It's been great. Have a great week, and we'll catch you all next time. Bye.